everybody proverbs guy here proverbs 2717 youtube channel uh this is going to be a quick message i am an eager bottom perverted man and in case you're not aware a disgusting example of how a true christian should act you know if you're being petty why not go all the way and, and be full full-on petty i have serious serious reservations fart and fart sniffer uh, so I had to go through. That took me another hour plus of my day. 
Well, YouTube shut us off. We don't know. They never told us why. We still don't know. Part of the problem might be they owe us $68,000. Our channel is not monetized. We don't get money off of this. For uh, super chats and for, uh, you know, advertising. Is your channel monetized? I don't monetize mine. Go ahead. Next question. We haven't seen it yet. How long has it been, Randall? Four months. Hmm. How much would we make, Steve, if we monetized it? You know, a few grand a month. Help us out. Pray for this. Contact the... Uh, um, uh, YouTube and say, please reinstate this channel and whoever's complaining, shut their channel down. Yeah, that would help them. So, as we could see in this clip, Kent Hovind actually calls on his followers to not only email YouTube and try to get Kent Hovind official reinstated, but he encourages them to false flag the channels of Kent Hovind's Christian critics. I guess turnabout is fair play in Kent Hovind's mind, because at the beginning of the video, he claims that the reason why his channel was taken down was, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, my Christian critics false-flagged my channel, and it got taken down, and it's just not right. Please beg YouTube to reinstate my channel. But then he turns right around and says, oh, by the way, after you beg YouTube to reinstate my channel, go ahead and false flag the channels of my Christian critics so that they get taken down. YouTube apparently has taken down our main channel, Kent Hovind Official. Oopsie. We're going to try to get things redirected over to Dinosaur Adventureland to this channel. Nope. YouTube took that one down, too. We don't even know what they took it down for. So many possible reasons. They said we can buy our subs back. You gotta pay $4,000 to buy back 200,000 subscribers. Wait, did you buy your 200,000 subscribers? The atheists will say, see, they bought their subs. Uh, they were already our subs. We had to pay YouTube to get them reinstated. Sorry, that's not how this sort of thing works. Sorry for the poor quality, folks. Record it, copy it, save it, and share it everywhere you want, okay? I will. Good afternoon, everyone. Johnny O from The Plot Hole, and we're here today with a special investigation into Kent Hovind and Dinosaur Adventureland. We're all aware of the many dishonest things that Kent Hovind has said over the years. He claims to be a doctor, yet he can't produce any documentation from any accredited university. In fact, the only documentation that he can produce comes from a known degree mill, Patriot Bible University. This, along with several other unsubstantiated claims, should be enough to deter even the most devout of supporters. However, Hovind's Dinosaur Adventureland, along with his Creation Science Ministries, has no shortage of followers and support. By now, we are all aware of the recent conviction for domestic violence. Warning, the audio here can be disturbing. This isn't the first time that Hoban has been in trouble for domestic violence. On August 15th of 2002 in Escambia County, Hoban was arrested for burglary, assault, and battery. What do all these have in common, you might ask? Anyone who's paid any kind of attention to Kent Hoban has heard him often proclaim that he's innocent of all charges and that he's been unfairly targeted by the government. Hoban went so far as to sue the federal government for $500 million, which was summarily dismissed with prejudice. Hoban also claims that the altercation with his third wife was self-defense. 
What are we seeing here? We're seeing a man who has a difficulty accepting responsibility for his actions. Keep that in mind. Let's pause the Hoban issues for a moment and take a look at Chris Jones. Christopher L. Jones is a convicted sex offender who Kent Hoven has stated several times is innocent of the crimes that a jury of his peers convicted him. Hoven says it's a tactic to discredit Jones by the Hollywood elite. Without getting into too many details, Chris Jones was convicted on March 12, 2008 of four out of seven counts. One count lewd or lascivious acts with a minor and three counts lewd or lascivious acts with a minor under the age of 14. According to the appeal filed by Jones, the court found that these charges were, and I quote, supported by substantial evidence. The appeal decision further explains that ample evidence showed defendant constructively touched the boys during the strip poker game. Defendant instigated the strip poker game, coerced them into playing by promising them they could watch a movie, and directed them to undress during the game. Furthermore, substantial evidence also shows defendant orchestrated the strip poker game with the specific intent to gratify his sexual desires. Now, many would think that this in itself would be enough to convince anyone of a person's guilt. Not Hoven. In fact, Hoven had this to say about Chris Jones. However, Chris Jones has been a friend of mine for many, many years. I've known him. He was railroaded completely <clears throat> by the system because he knew things about what happened at the jail. They threw him in jail for absolutely no reason. The guards beat him unconscious. Anyways, it was 13 years ago. Um, you know, even if I am guilty, the, hopefully the blood of Christ works. Uh, at least you're not questioning that. Blood of Christ works, man. We're all forgiven and cleaned up. And um, anyway, we don't have to be friends, but I hope, uh, you know, my association with Kent should have, could carry no animosity on that direction. Anyways, wish you all the best to him. Even if I'm guilty. And no, Chris Jones, your big sex crimes were lewd and lascivious acts with minors. Let's change gears for a second. Kent Hovind owns and operates Dinosaur Adventureland. Dinosaur Adventureland serves as home to many who work there. And many of those workers have families who live on property. Hovind has housed Jones at Dinosaur Adventureland. In fact, Kent Hovind says that Chris Jones has an open invitation to return anytime he wishes. Yes, Kent Hovind had Tier 3 registered sex offender Chris Jones stay at Dinosaur Adventureland, where small children live. Hovind also boasts that Dinosaur Adventureland sees many visitors a year. Now, what could go wrong with this situation? Allegedly, Chris Jones brought a minor child to Dinosaur Adventureland. Even though Kent Hovind first denied the child's attendance, there's no question that Zaire was there and Kent Hovind knew about it. Zaire visiting from Georgia. Georgia, did I say it right? Come on, get up here and say hi to mom, okay. So. Wait, 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 you're not done yet, you're not done yet. Come on, you gotta be a movie star right here. Look at the camera and say hi, mom. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> November 19th of 2019, Paul Hansen, a trustee of Creation Science Evangelism, allegedly found Chris Jones and Zaire in bed together. And as of this recording, I cannot confirm the location of Zaire. According to Hovind, Jones states that Zaire is safe and sound back home. I haven't been able to verify this. Hovind has been incredibly tight-lipped about the scenario. And remember, I also have a ministry to protect. That is a lie from the pit of hell. I don't have a ministry to protect. And then there's Brady Byron. Byram handles several of Kent Hovind's legal issues, and he runs the Kent Hovind is Innocent website and YouTube channel. He's not a lawyer as far as I can tell. 
According to his son, as evidenced in this conversation with Mark Stoney, Brady Byram has a sketchy past. According to his son, Byram isn't welcome in his own family because of the alleged molestation of his daughter, a niece, and other family members. certainly not least. Mark Stoney alleges that Kent Hovind had his five-year-old daughter give him full-body massages without Stoney's knowledge or consent. Stoney alleges that Cindy Lincoln, Kent Hovind's former spouse, and an unnamed female witness have confirmed these massages took place. Could this be one of the things that Cindy Lincoln was going to blow the whistle on? And this is where we are left. With Hoven due to serve 30 days in county lockup on a year-long prison sentence, who's going to watch the flock at Dinosaur Adventureland? Will Chris Jones continue to have unsupervised access to Dinosaur Adventureland? Will the many who called Dinosaur Adventureland home continue to look the other way while a convicted pedophile and an alleged pedophile roam grooming their next victims? Will this be enough to finally put a stop to the support that Kent Hoven receives? One can only hope. As for this investigation, I can't say that it's closed. There are still several other pieces of information and evidence that I'm sifting through looking for all the pieces. This is a many-headed hydra that has become almost impossible to tackle by myself. So please do keep a lookout for future videos on this channel and several others. In the meantime, if you still support Kent Hovind, I would implore you to take a look at all the evidence that has been presented in this video and the several other videos that are out there. Many other people have highlighted the many transgressions of Kent Hovind. And given the midnight tour of DAL, he said, Chris Jones has been here like twice since I've been involved in four years. And I'm like, you liar. Yeah, Chris Jones lying. was there four times in the four months I was there or three times in the four months I was there. And I didn't even know about Brady Byram at the time. But... Knowing those two in the circle, and then I've seen another video come out that there is a third pedophile that's close friends with Kent that comes and goes. And it's like, man, that is a lot of unsafe circumstances to have in a ministry geared towards children. And it just gets to a point where you have to question, is there something deeper involved here? I, I, I saw how you run Dinosaur Adventureland. It's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. A demonic world. You loved your father, the devil. You love death more than life. So you go with your 
Father forever. And I know our species is stronger than you and better than you. We're going to beat your ass. Get that through your head. I see you real good, you inhuman, soulless pieces of trash. Yeah, take them on. Let's want to fight. You're going to get one. <laughs> God damn. Damon. Concerned about any question of excessive police violence. Hello. Hey, what's going on, TTR? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brett Keen from God TV Radio, and I'm here with the other God TV Radio host. You guys think that that was an extensive analysis. You want to go over to TTOR's channel. He'll give you the link. <laughs> and uh, check out his archive. He is a regular Kentilden historian. Tell him about it. Well, uh, last year when I was on one of your shows where Cindy Lincoln was on, we were having like this three-way conversation about all the various things about Kent Hovind and Chris Jones. And you and Cindy had asked me to look into some of the documents and audio recordings and whatnot that she had provided in the private chat back then. And so I ended up doing that. And I eventually put out an hour-long expose where I showed that Kent Hovind was a pedo enabler covering up for Chris Jones, who had not only slept with a minor at DAL or just off campus of DAL, but that in my subsequent expose, I showed that Kent Hovind actually admitted on your channel last year that he facilitated Chris Jones committing a felony. Because when Kent Hovind stuck Chris Jones and the boy Zaire in that house just off property supervised to have an overnight visit, that was actually a felony according to Alabama law, which means that Kent Hovind, because he facilitated that felony occurring, could technically be charged with a class A misdemeanor. And he admitted all of this on your channel last year, Brett, which is what led to the second expose that I did. And then there was the third expose where Zaire and his mother finally spoke out to Mark Stoney and they testified that, yes, indeed, Chris Jones did molest him. Now, the footage I heard on Stoney's channel indicated that he was molested right after they left DAL, not while they were there. But then again, we also know from Mark Stoney's text with Paul Hansen that Zaire was there for four days and not one, like Kent Hovind says. So there would have been opportunity for him to molest Zaire. We just don't have any hard evidence that it actually happened. But Zaire did say that uh, Chris Jones drugged him while he was there. So, yeah, who knows what could have happened there during those four days. And so I have an entire 
series of videos just on the Kent Hovind, Chris Jones situation, which I'll go ahead and screen share that right now so that you can see it's an actual playlist on my channel. And hopefully it's on screen, but this is the Kent Hovind and Chris Jones exposed playlist. And then for a more general Kent Hovind exposed playlist, which I've been filling up recently, we have that one right here where we have testimony from Julie Schunk, Kent's former DAL secretary, talking about all the crimes that were taking place at DAL and that Kent Hovind was being deliberately negligent towards. And then I have, of course, the video response to his appearance on your show where he said that homosexuals should be executed by the government. And I exposed how he actually in the past has advocated for the same thing by promoting eugenics to justify it. And then, of course, I have the more recent expose where he uh, was banned from YouTube recently for buying subscribers, planning to buy subscribers again, and then calling on his followers to false flag the channels of his Christian critics. All of which, of course, violates YouTube's terms of service and community guidelines. And I prove it in that last video in this playlist. But yeah, I got plenty, plenty of evidence that Kent Hovind is a lying grifter and a dirtbag and someone who deserved to be banned from YouTube for legitimately violating rules that are not vague. So there's plenty of action regarding Chris Jones and Kent Hovind and exposing Kent Hovind in general that you can see just on my channel. Then, of course, you go on to Cindy Lincoln's channel or Mark Stoney's channel, you get a lot more evidence supporting the exposure of Kent Hovind and Chris Jones, but more in particular, Kent Hovind and the Ex, uh, the abuse of Cindy Lincoln. Can, that... you, uh, can you tell the people out there a little bit about Mark Stoney? Uh, one thing we definitely want to talk about is, uh, oh, we've got Will Kincaid in here. How you doing? Let's make sure it's him. Give me the, give me the finger sign. There you there go. You go. Very good. Howdy, oh, how are you? Oh, Got to mute it. You're kind of causing an echo a little bit there, Will. But uh, Mark Stoney, one of the things that Kent likes to say about him is that he's some crazy psychopath who got discharged for being mentally ill in the military. Tell folks about that. Yeah, so Mark Stoney, from my understanding, he not only used to live at DAL and help Kent out with his ministry, but at one point he was actually one of the ministry's trustees, and so he had access to financial stuff and other information going on that, uh, you know, other people at DAL would not have been privileged to. So at one point, Kent really trusted him a lot. He trusted him enough to make him a trustee. And then the whole Chris Jones thing happened in 2019. And that's what facilitated Mark Stoney's desire to leave DAL and start exposing Kent. But like you said, one of the things that Kent Hovind to this very day keeps accusing Mark Stoney of is that Mark Stoney was kicked out of the military for being crazy, that he was dishonorably discharged. And I have seen at least two or three videos where Mark Stoney has literally held up on screen his discharge papers, and it literally says on his discharge papers that he was honorably discharged. And at this point, I keep thinking to myself, how many times does Mark Stoney have to hold up his discharge papers on camera where it says that he was honorably discharged? How many times does he have to do that before Kent stops falsely claiming that he was dishonorably discharged? And I think the answer to that question is never because Kent is the kind of person who refuses to be held accountable for any wrongdoing on his part, no matter how big or small, because his ego is just that inflated and that big. 
We got another problem that uh, Mr. Kentoven likes to do to Mark Stoney as well. He keeps implying that some kind of abuse or sexual issues are happening with Mark Stoney's own daughter. Says, oh, it's so weird for Mark Stoney to be living in a house all alone with a little girl. But Kentoven fails to mention that he was married, but his wife has passed away. You want to fill people in on that? Yeah, that is pretty funny because I have seen that on Mark Stoney's channel where he talks about that. Yeah, Mark Stoney was married to a, a wife and they took care of their daughter together, but then she passed away. So, yeah, he takes care of his daughter alone as a male widow. It wasn't like they divorced or he, he cheated on her or, you know, she abandoned them or any other explanation that would make Mark Stoney look bad. He's literally a male widow trying to take care of his daughter. And Kent wants to insinuate that there's something nefarious going on there. And that's just so hypocritical because Kent Hovind is the one who literally has pedophiles on his board. He's the one who allows pedophiles to come to his campus with 11-year-old children in tow and deliberately isolates them overnight from the rest of the ministry and the people living there so that they're not being supervised by witnesses. I mean, if you want to talk about the shady people that kent has associated with they are far worse than anything that kent has accused mark stoney of and of course kent never gives evidence that mark stoney is any of the things that uh he accuses mark stoney of and that's actually one of the other ironies too is that at one point kent told you brett that he didn't want to be a part of your channel because it was just a mud room where people were you know drudging up drama and slinging mud at each other and yet i've noticed kent has no problem coming onto your channel or coming onto stephen bowling's channel or other people's channels he has no problem going onto other people's channels and throwing mud at people like unsubstantiated mud yeah he so, went on praise i am's channel recently and threw some mud over at mark stoney and others and of mm -hmm. course praise i am being the brainless sheep that he is went right along with it mm-hmm yeah, he even allowed Kent Hovind to say without any contestion, oh, yeah, yeah, Chris Jones didn't do anything wrong, even though it was Kent Hovind himself on your channel last year, Brett, who admitted to uh, facilitating Chris Jones committing a, cl a class, I think it's, no, class C felony, I think it is in Alabama law, which means that Kent Hovind himself is guilty of a class A misdemeanor. He admitted to doing that all of that on your channel and after I exposed that on my channel last year, that's when Kent Hovind decided to cancel the planned appearance by Chris Jones on his channel that was allegedly going to, you know, uh, prove that he's innocent of all the things that he's been accused of. So let's uh, talk a little bit about Missing Mod's latest videos. You've been watching them, obviously. You've even left some comments. What are some of the accusations and what do you got to say about that? Well, I remember the most recent one she did were in the description box of her video. She copied and pasted a tweet on Twitter, I guess, that she posted. And she encouraged other people to copy and paste what she wrote onto their Twitter accounts towards Team YouTube. And basically, she accused Mark Stoney of admitting on one of his live streams that he did recently to false flagging Kent Hovind's channels and getting it taken down as a result. And then she gives you a link to the live stream where it takes you to the time marker where he allegedly did this. So I just followed the link that she gave and I listened to like, you know, three minutes of the clip and Mark Stoney never once admitted to false flagging Kent's channel. He was celebrating with everyone else when he found out that uh, 
Kent's other channel, DAL, had been taken down because Robert Beatty had just informed them that it happened. And you can clearly hear Mark Stoney saying, okay, I'm going to go to that channel to check that out, you know, just to confirm what Robert Beatty was saying. And then after he had confirmed what Robert Beatty was saying, all he said, you know, with everyone else was, oh, yeah, the hits just keep on coming and, you know, silly stuff like that. He never once admitted to false flagging Kent Hovind's channel. And as I demonstrated in my own video about Kent Hovind being banned from YouTube, he didn't need Mark Stoney to false flag his channel or you or me or Cindy or anyone else. He violated YouTube's terms of service and community guidelines all on his own. And then not only that, he admitted that he planned on doing it again with his new channel, which is why the DAL one got taken down a couple hours after he posted that video. Very good on that. So you got to see the Praise I Am video. Praise I Am has never actually interacted with you. He's never mm -hmm. talked to you, never had a conversation in the world. But what did he do to you? He accused me of being an attention whore who had sold out to the atheists in order to get attention and views on my videos. Oh, that's fucking rich coming from praise. Sucking <laughs> fucking raging atheist nuts every other day. Yeah, that's really cute. Good. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I pointed out in my video response to him on my channel. It's like, you know, if I'm sucking up to the atheists and selling out to them, I'm doing a really bad job because I got so many videos attacking atheists or exposing atheists on my channel that one atheist YouTuber actually accused me of just having a channel that was all about bashing atheists. And not only that, but the Atheist Network group recently did a two-hour live stream attacking me on their channel in response to me putting out the video where I condemned them for being hypocritical regarding child indoctrination. So if I've sold out to the atheists at all, there's absolutely no evidence that I've done so. In fact, the evidence points to the contrary. I'm attacking them so hard that they have to respond. Now, I have video recordings over on Odyssey showing that Praise I Am has been defeated in debate quite a few times whenever going into other people's rooms. And then he, what did he do? What did you hear in the recording? I can't show it on YouTube. I'll get reported. Right. I have seen that video too. And who knows? Maybe I'll make my own video responding to it on my own uh, you know, channels that are off of YouTube. But, uh, yeah, he literally threatened to kill the atheists he was arguing with, threatened violence, and dropped all kinds of profanities. Basically, a more extreme version of the language he used when he was condemning me in his live stream the other day. It's interesting. He tells you and myself and anybody that disagrees with them that uh, they're not true Christians. But not only do I have recordings of him over an odyssey threatening to end people's lives and commit violence and death, he also has that over on Raging Atheist's channel. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, I was not aware of that, but you know, I I'm so busy making my own content and you know working a full time job and balancing all that with family and friend life, so. It's hard for me to see everything on all people's channels, but that wouldn't surprise me because I was under the impression that Rage and Praise I Am had content back and forth at each other. So how do you feel about a guy who calls himself standing for truth trying to stand on your head? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty funny. Like I detailed in my response video to both him and Praise I Am, he went on Praise's channel 
and he claimed that I had been on YouTube for 10 years and I was this cringe apologist. Of course, that claim that I've been on YouTube for 10 years is actually wrong. Uh, I was on YouTube from 2015 through 2018 with my original channel uploading content. And then I stopped uploading to it for a year before I deleted the channel because I had moved on to growing my BitChute channel and posting videos on other sites, some of which I still post to to this day. And then I came back almost a year ago with this current YouTube channel that I have. And so the total amount of time I've actually been on YouTube making videos is four years, not 10 years. And then he also claimed that, you know, I was a cringe apologist who makes bad arguments and that basically that I'm really stupid. And <laughs> that one's also false because, as you know, Brett, and as other people know who don't have a stick up their butt towards me, I'm very detailed when it comes to proving the claims that I make regarding just about anything. It's really hard to convince people that I have bad arguments when just about everything I say is supported either by the Bible or by a link or a video or an article. And then the other thing he claimed that was so false, I couldn't believe he did it. He claimed that I had never had a formal or informal debate with any atheists or evolutionists ever. And so in my video response, I showed the YouTube video from 2018 where I went on to Steve McCree's non sequitur show and I had an informal debate with Shannon Q on some Bible topic. I forget what the topic was. And then uh, I went on his after show after that debate back in 2018. That after show is the one where Steve McCree told me that if I went to the Wikipedia page on wheatgrass, I would see that wheatgrass is listed as evidence for evolution. And then, of course, I went and looked up the page and it said no such thing. And then, of course, on God TV radio last year, me and Raging Atheist had an informal debate of sorts regarding the doctrine of the Trinity. And then, of course, I uh, had a brief exchange with Mark Reed on my God TV radio stream recently, like I think a couple months ago or something. And then on your channel over the years, I've had little like back and forth uh, arguments, informal debates with other atheists and evolutionists. I will freely admit that doing debates is not something that I tend to do because for the most part, I don't think they're necessary to see both sides of an issue. But the idea that I've never done informal debates with other evolutionists and atheists it's just so blatantly false that any idiot can figure out that it's false. You just have to go looking for me in, in relation to atheists. And I did some of the work for him in my video response. But I think Standing for Truth was just so butthurt about me exposing Kent Hovind, his idol, and apparently his channel moneymaker, that he decided to just throw out some accusations without doing the least bit of fact-checking. If he had actually done some fact-checking and he had found some things he could legitimately criticize me for... That would have been one thing, but throwing out a whole pack of lies to try and defame me, basically, yeah, that just doesn't fly, especially when I respond. So there's an accusation going around by Olive, Sparrow, Praise, as well as Missing Mod. They're claiming that uh, Cindy Lincoln was the one that uh, brought Chris Jones down, paid for a plane ticket and all that to come down and be involved in that whole deal. What is your thoughts on that? I don't actually know for sure that that happened, but my thought is that even if it did happen, it doesn't mean that she was complicit in what Chris Jones did. I mean, she was married to Kent at the time, and she hadn't had her eyes completely opened yet to who Kent was. And so it's possible that if she did buy a plane ticket to get Chris Jones to DAL, 
it's entirely possible that Kent gave her some story about how Chris Jones didn't do any of the things that he was convicted of back in the late 2000s, and she may have believed it. That's my thoughts. I mean, I can't say that my story, what I just said, is true 100%, but that's just my thoughts based on, well, what if it is true that she did that? That's my thought on it, if it's true. Veckel says, but for now, I still like Hoban's work personally. You're more than welcome to like the topics and debates having to do with evolution and religion and all that. That isn't an issue that me or uh, Mr. TTR have. Our issue is with pedophile enabling, also the domestic abuse issues, the also robbing people, trying to trip up the system. And would you like to add more to the list? Well, I think you did a pretty good job there. And what we've documented so far in the stream is pretty good too. But yeah, as far as Kent Hovind's creationism seminars go, I know that I had a live stream with Sal uh, like a month or so ago where he had a presentation exposing some of the bad arguments that Kent Hovind sometimes makes involving defending young earth creationism. But other than that live stream where really Sal had the floor and I didn't have much to say, uh, I don't really care about Kent Hovind's creation seminar series or anything like that because some of the stuff I agree with and even the stuff that maybe I don't, it's just not relevant to the issues that I expose Kent Hovind on. His views on creationism or his views on the government have very little, if nothing at all, to do with the things I exposed him for. I mean, if you, Brett, had been a pedo enabler who facilitated a felony occurring on some property that you owned and you had done all of the things that Kent Hovind has been exposed by me for doing, I would expose you in the same way too. And if Praise I Am had done it, I'd do the same. If Veckel had done it, I'd do the same. If the Raging Atheist had done all those things, I would do the same. If Polygia or Vice Rhino or Professor Stick or Mark Stoney or Cindy Lincoln or anyone else you can name had done the same things that Kent Hovind has done and we had the same evidence supporting them, uh, supporting the claims, I would do the same videos making the same claims. It's nothing personal against Kent Hovind. He just has the misfortune of being the one who actually did these things. So he deserves to get exposed just like anyone else would. So what do you think about this latest lie? I played it in the intro, but it's like 20 seconds long. Take a look. Tell me what your thoughts are. Well, YouTube shut us off. We don't They never told us why. We still don't know. Part of the problem might be they owe us $68,000. Our channel is not monetized. We don't get money off of this. For uh, super chats and for, uh, you know, advertising. Is your channel monetized? I don't monetize mine. Go ahead. Next question. We haven't seen the chat. How long has it been, Randall? Four months. Hmm. How much would we make, Steve, if we monetized it? You know? A few grand a month. Yeah, I've heard of that before, actually. I heard of that a couple of years ago, how Kent Hovind's official was claiming that they had been demonetized by YouTube. And yet at the same time, when they were doing their live streams, you could clearly see that they were making super chat donations or getting super chat donations from their viewers who were watching the stream, which if you have been demonetized by YouTube, I'm pretty sure they don't allow you to take super chats. So, yeah, I, I was already aware of that even before that uh, recent short by Apologia came out. All right, let's see what we got from Truck Driving Billy. Just putting it out there, but the next Hoven Files will be covering the timeline of the Chris Jones saga, so there's less confusion. 
If you'd like to come in, if there's any supporters or critics, you're more than welcome to come in here and share your views on it. Um, I'm not looking to get into hell with people on things about how you feel about me or all this. This is all about what's going on with Kent. So if you've got some support or some criticism, come in here and we'll work it out. Some of you out there, you claim that you want to stand up for truth and do all the right thing. Oh, by the way, since we're pointing all that out, I uh, looked at all the different social media sites that Kent Hovind is on, and he's not breaking 300 to 400 on any of them except for Rumble. He has just a little over 1,000 subs on Rumble. Now, how is that possible if he supposedly had 219,000 subs on YouTube, which most people believe at this point are just uh, bots that he paid for that he even admitted on video? Why isn't he breaking 300 subs on every single one of them except for Rumble? Because he's that irrelevant to the world now. One of the things that I found out later on that uh, cued me into the fact that his channel might be... Uh, aided by bots as far as his subscriber count goes, is that when I compared his channel to Matt Powell's channel, since Matt Powell used to, you know, be at DAL, I noticed that both him and Matt Powell were getting about the same amount of views on their videos, you know, a couple thousand views a pop, basically. And yet Matt Powell had only like 15,000 subscribers and Kent allegedly had over 220,000 subscribers. At that point, I was thinking, wait a minute. They're getting the same views, which, you know, kind of makes sense because they're not exactly, you know, popular anymore or not exactly popular at the moment. But at least with Matt Powell, his view counts made sense relative to his subscriber count size. I mean, he only had 15,000 subs. So getting, you know, three to 5,000 views a pop on his videos actually was a good thing. It means that he actually has an active viewer base and that a good chunk of, chunk of his subs actually watch his videos. But Kent allegedly had over 220,000 subscribers, and he was getting about the same amount of views on his videos. There were even videos of his that had 500 or less views that were debates that he was doing. And, you know, that's like, you know, a tiny fraction of like 1% of his uh, his subscriber count. And so that's one of the things that points pretty strongly towards his YouTube channel being uh, increased artificially with bots on the subscriber count. That's the only real thing that can explain that. Another person who does a lot of videos on Ken Tobin that are very, very explosive is uh, Truck Driving Billy. You want to check him out. He's the one that wrote this up here. And also, I think that Matthew might be on to something. There's a lot of people who theorize that one of the reasons why YouTube got rid of Kent uh, is because of the uh, remark that he made on my live show stating that he hopes that the government basically wipes out uh, homosexuals. And he agrees with Matt Powell on the same issue. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and I have my own videos responding to Matt Powell and Kent on that same topic. But basically, they were influenced by Steven Anderson back in like the mid-2010s towards thinking that homosexuals as well as other people groups that the Bible has a death penalty on the Old Testament, like adulterers and liars and thieves and stuff like that. That all had a death penalty in the Old Testament, which was a covenant that God made specifically with the Jews. So that's not even something that applies to us today, especially since the new covenant replaced the old covenant. And when it did so, it didn't erase the morality of the Old Testament, but it did erase the civil punishments. So 
the covenant that Kent Hovind and Matt Powell and me and you allegedly are all in says that even though that stuff is still a sin, there's no prescribed death penalty for that anymore. And yet they want to go back to the old covenant and try to enforce a penalty on homosexuals that God himself says is no longer in effect. So it's kind of weird to see them uh, try to advocate for a punishment that God himself said no longer applies. At least not as far as uh, governments and human beings carrying out that punishment. Now, if an unrepentant homosexual dies and stands before God for his final judgment, then yes, God is going to throw that person into the lake of fire, and they're going to cease to exist for time and eternity. That's going to happen, but as far as on earth penalties for homosexuality in the new covenant, there are none. We're supposed to call them to repentance and call them to repent and submit to Jesus, have a personal relationship with him, and hopefully they get started on the process of sanctification so that they don't do that stuff anymore. And that's one of the things Paul was talking about in his letters to various churches back then was, you know, some of you guys were liars and cheaters and swindlers, and some of you were homosexuals, but you no longer are because of the saving, sanctifying power of Jesus. So that's the actual New Testament message for homosexuals that we should be preaching. It's what Paul preached. It's what the other New Testament people agreed to, and it's what Christians today should be preaching. So when Kent and Matt Powell are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we need to have uh, homosexuals get executed by the government. They're operating from a place of bigotry, and we know this because it doesn't come from the New Testament. Very good on that. Do you want to do a bet today? I'm willing to put 10 bucks down. It says missing meds won't come into the room and uh, defend any of the lies and nonsense that she's put in her videos. You want to put a bet down? You gambling man? <laughs> nah, I don't want to put money down on that. Uh, what I said about her on my channel a few days ago, I still stand by. I just think the list of things that she's going to regret saying and doing is getting longer by the day. And so when she finally has that wake up moment and comes to her senses sometime down the road, I'm afraid that the list of things that she's going to look back on and regret saying and doing is going to be incredibly long. And I'm just hoping that she has that moment sooner rather than later. I don't actually have any ill We got praise I am out in the comments. Praise I am. The only person that did a witch hunt was you. You're the one who decided to attack Christians that you've never even interacted with or talked with. You specifically went after TTOR, which you've never even talked to before. You decided to judge and condemn him. You didn't even look through his videos. You just made the decision that you were going to throw him under the bus just so you could look good in front of Kent Hovind. And since Praise I Am is actually here, I will extend him an olive branch. I would like Praise I Am, if he's not a coward, to come onto this stream and explain to me how it is that I managed to sell out to the atheists for views when I have so many videos exposing atheists and atheism that the atheist community is making responses to me, claiming that I'm just an atheist basher and trying to do hit pieces on me. Please explain why they're doing all of that to me if I'm allegedly selling out to that community. I would gladly welcome you onto the stream to explain that. We'll see if he's going to actually show up. It's interesting. Because if you were, you if you were a never... real man of, if you were a real man of God, praise, and you had integrity, you would do that right now. I'm extending the invitation to you. It sounds like a good uh, good suggestion there.
Well, praise, are you going to come in? Are you going to explain why it is that you bore false witness against a brother for it? <laughs> I see the raging atheist. I pay TTORs on my payroll. <laughs> yeah, that stack of Monopoly money you sent me, I'm keeping that in my other Monopoly board that's under my bed next to me. <laughs> I'm back. Hopefully that solved the fucking echo issue, too. I apologize. Let's hope so. Welcome back there, Will. I hope everything's going well for you. We're wondering if Praise is going to come in here and explain why he induced all those lies onto a Christian that he's never even talked to, interacted with, or anything. He claims that there's been a witch hunt. No, people did their research. They found out things that are all over the place that everybody knows. What you're doing, Praise, is you're basically doing exactly what it is that a lot of people have a problem with Kent for. If you're going to sit there and say that Chris Jones didn't do anything when we have eight charges sitting right in front of us of him messing around with kids, that would make you a pedo enabler. And I thought you were against that. Didn't you go after, uh, what's his name, Smokey Saint, right. uh, a while back? What was that all about? I did, well, I did, about I, that I did point that out, yeah. And then also, uh, Zaire, the boy that Chris Jones brought to DAL that Kent Hovind personally saw, he says Chris Jones molested him too. So, uh, yeah, why aren't we exposing that phrase? I am. Are we going to? No, you don't understand. You don't understand TTOR. He, the family didn't want to be in the spotlight. They didn't want to talk. Even though they were willing to talk to Mark Stoney and have their testimony on YouTube for all to see. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I, I, I had a couple things I wanted to say earlier before we got this deep into it, but uh, I had seven issues. Well, I, I was. I just want to say, if you have to tell everyone that you're not a cult, you're probably a cult, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like that's like one of the hallmarks of being a cult. We're not. We're totally not a cult. And then the other thing is the 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 one defense of Kent Hovind that I've seen a lot is, well, Kent Hovind wasn't diddling kids. He was just basically enabling and purveying it. So that's like saying Jeffrey Epstein didn't have relations with any minors he was just purloining and purveying them for other people who were it's like oh yeah you're right that makes it much better you're right no you got me gg no re praise i am am is still going on about this let's uh cover the screen he's going to come in we're going to hear what he has to say let's make sure so in the in the comments section, he says that he, I know I'll get views if I exploit the drama of Kent Hovind. Well, I also know I'll get views if I talk about popular topics that get you more views than Kent Hovind ever does. I also right. make videos that don't get has never had so. any issues getting views, especially on alt tech. So yeah. being and, here is kind of a, yeah, being here is kind of like not even a, not even a I, drop I'm just yeah. on YouTube for giggles at this point. I mean, if I get banned tomorrow from YouTube, I got six or five or six other channels that get a lot of views that I upload my videos to, and there'll just be no change in schedule at all. <laughs> right. And you've also got your own video site that's very popular. That, you've got a lot of people on it. Yeah, that that's too. right, folks. Mr. TTOR has his own video site called Quarter.com. He'll end up showing you guys that, and anybody and everybody, including myself, upload videos to it. So... He does pretty well for himself. So praise I am, we have a video over on my Odyssey that shows you threatening to want to end the lives of atheists, talking about using a gun and blowing their brains out and all this. Tell us a little bit about the Christ-like nature of that. 
What the hell is Odyssey? Odyssey oh is a video Oh my god, site. you're so old. Jesus. <laughs> it's a YouTube alternative. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, uh, praise I am, if you start an Odyssey channel today and you sync your YouTube channel to it, every time you manually upload a video to your YouTube channel, it will auto-import to Odyssey so that you don't have to do the work of manually uploading there as well. It's not just that. It also uploads all your old videos in a matter of an hour, so it's nice. Here we are sitting there promoting Odyssey. We ought to get a, some money. Isn't it the, like the third most popular uploading uh, video site? Um, uh, it's number uh, it's number two currently as far as uh, similar web goes in the uh, I thought Rumble was number two. Rumble's number one by a country mile. They get over like a hundred million. Oh, you mean alternatives? Month. Okay, yeah. I meant all. I meant all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odyssey gets about twenty-seven to thirty million site views or visitors per month on average, which is a little more than BitChute now gets, and then all the others are well below BitChute. I opted into BitChute super early. If you look me up, you can see I got like I think it's a five-year badge now or something. Yeah, I did too. I got in there at, towards the end of their first year of existence. And my subscriber count there and my video view count, like for total video views, is actually so high that I'm convinced I'm still in the top six, seven percent of uh, bit shoot channels on the whole site in terms of subscribers and video giving views. sticks a run for his money over there we got the raging atheist in here by the way raging up, you, went on, you went on the radio with the whole darth dawkins thing good stuff good stuff no thank you thank uh, you yeah so it's been uh, it's been pretty popular got, on my channel yeah it's awesome man you got praise in here you guys got questions for him well i mean first i want to respond to this uh you know this odyssey supposed death threat first of all i said to the person in question, if I ever seen you on my property, I would do that. That is not against the law. In fact, my state allows the ability to protect your own property. It's called well, it's called protect your own lawn or something like that. Just, you can't it's just shoot people that come on your lawn. That, yeah, only. that's not how stand your ground works. So it has to be an imminent threat. If, if people invade your property, will you can fucking protect it? Shut the fuck well, up. It wasn't, it, you don't know it, what the fuck it, you're it, talking about. Well, it praise, praise. Yes, I, mean, I do. Yes, I do. It's there's been there's a, while a law I, that, that allows that. Christ like behavior flows through it's, it's been a while since I listened to it, and I've had fun with the video on you. You know, you you know I have a couple times. Uh, but it's not necessarily if he comes into your comes to your property, it's if you see him in public, right? Like that's how it I, never, I never said that. I never seen him in public. I never said anything close to that. I said if I ever see oh. you meaning my property, that, that's and that's what you guys assume well, that it was in the you public. Didn't, and you didn't say your property, so you implied that you, well, you that, saw it, it, it does, Well, that's what I did imply, though. That's what I meant when I said that. So I'm giving you context what I said. So you can well, either you can either agree with it or disagree with it. That, that was the context mm -hmm. about it. Well, well there's only one mind. way to find out, Will, as well as uh, Mr. Uh, TTOR and Rage. Here's the link to the... The clip right there. I didn't hear one time you say anything about property. I didn't realize you had an atheist trying to burglarize you because you didn't mention that no. in the recording. Well, <laughs> well praise if you knew the praise. background context of it, Brent, instead of assuming things, just like you do with Kent, then maybe you would understand things more. But course, you don't. Why you you shoot people randomly show. walking across your lawn. If if if. If I was praised, I would have came in hot on, well, you know, I did apologize publicly several times for this, and, 
you know, like praise. That's really what yeah, I even apologize <laughs> for it. I mean, I mean, I don't really understand why Brett's bringing it up. This is it just because that I'm pro cat now? Why why didn't you bring this up earlier, Brett? Well, I think you're the asking... one that decided to make the video saying yeah. that me and TTR aren't Christian, and then we've got. I never said. What, where the hell you did I ever say that? that? You falsely accused us of selling out to the atheist community. That's why. Yeah, uh, selling out views. I never said that you were not Christians or anything, though. That's that's your own assumption. Oh, I never said that. Yeah. Because where I heard him. Praise, I got a question Go for Frey. What? What's? The, where? Which way is the wind blowing today? I'm just wondering where we're at on the whole. Are Are you with Kent today or not? I'm just checking before we get really going here. The wind is blowing up your mom's dress, Will. Well, he, he was with my Kent mom last wears night. a dress. You would know, praise. He he was he was with Kent last night because I just put in your comment section. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I I, I dig it. I was like, praise! I am a white knight. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't mind talking about Kent. So we already know that this Chris is a deviant, a, uh, yeah, a sexual on, deviant. So you know, Chris Jones is a sexual deviant. Yeah, you admit. That. Yeah, and that's and not my, the issue, though. That is, that's one of the main issues why me and TTO well, are even bothered with Kent. Well, let me explain made. to you why Go it's ahead. not an issue, Brett. So, Kent Hoven, you know, he took the position of a someone who is a uh, a loving, caring pastor to this uh, Chris. So he was hoodwinked, and he thought that you know this Chris has changed his life. He, you know, and, and see, Kent is gullible in a way. So that is, you can say he is accountable in some way, but he is not complicit in this matter. I know a lot of people want to pin him as being complicit with, you know, enabling or trying to solicit some type of pedophilia or whatever, but it's not true. He's just a kind person. Well, so, no, it's yeah. true. Being, being an enabler doesn't um, entail automatic, com uh, compl uh, you know, being a complicit in the crime. Now, as described by the allegations and by firsthand testimony, as I pointed out to you in our live stream just recently, so you should know this. I was hoping you would have done what you said you did and go and actually researched it. Um, but according to, I believe her name is Linda Shark. Correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, she uh, she had tried to put Jones with the boy in the man cave. Um, Hovind overruled her. Put put the boy and Jones in the house off property. That is by definition complicit. Praise. There's one other person that also it's Julie Shunk. I don't know if you've heard of her rage. TTR, you want to tell it them? Might about been, her? It might have been Julie yeah. Shunk. That might have been who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I get, Julie I get Shunk's names the one who uh, Julie Shunk's the one who tried to get uh, Chris Jones and Zaire placed in the man cave with twelve other guys so that there would be a crowd of witnesses to make sure nothing bad happened. It was Kent Hovind who overruled that and absolutely insisted that Chris Jones and Zaire need to sleep by themselves in this house just off property that has nothing in it but one mattress. And then Paul Hansen sits outside in his trailer, not in the house with them. He insisted on creating a environment and scenario and opportunity for Chris Jones to potentially do something to the boy. Yeah, Ken I mean, is complicit in that, no matter if he's gullible ju or not. Ju just yeah, I call BS and on that's, that. And that's a well, class well, A misdemeanor. You don't even need that, though, Praise. Just looking at all the times uh, Kent Hovind has on air justified Chris Jones, justified what Chris Jones did for the craziest of reasons, and then to still bring him to Dinosaur Adventureland. 
that's complicity by definition as well. I mean, you what don't do you mean need... he didn't, he does no, he, he does lately. He, he, I mean, he had an open invitation. The dude could come there at any well, time. Well, no, that's actually not true because Ken actually said that he kicked his ass off the property. He no longer associates with them. So if you're saying he condoned what he's saying, then why did he kick him off? After he was exposed. We're talking about all the months of being on air talking about this praise. Like, no, you, you don't get credit for doing something after you've been fully exposed for it. You don't get credit for doing something after the Daily Beast article drops. No. You don't even no, get no, credit. No, 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 wait a minute. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about that. Dis so there was a lady that had a, dis there's an audio tape put on Steve McRae's channel. He even said it on that audio tape. But then if I ever knew someone was complicit or someone that was a, a perpetrated some type of child crime, I would have kicked him off the premise. He said that if he actually listened to it. Well, but he, gotta, he, in the same gotta, breath, he, he also told her that he didn't believe any of the charges against Chris Jones. Yep. And we got a new problem, too, that is introduced by your logic phrase. I am Brady Byram was made one of the board members of DAL's board after it had been made known to Kent Hovind that he had molested his own children. And Kent Hovind even went on Stephen Bulling's channel just a few months ago and admitted that Brady Byram did indeed molest his own family members, but that there was nothing wrong with what Brady Byram did. He was an innocent man. That was Kent who did that. Try and justify that. I dare you. I would love to see that clip, though. I just think you're making your own context up. I mean, show the clip. Go to Stephen Bullen's yeah, and, channel. And people in people in the side chat. Oh actually, yeah, okay. You know, so your problem is that you believe Kent Hovind because people in the side chat that are close to this, they say he's he said he hasn't done that. And he I've watched a lot of different interviews of he him. Hasn't he changes his story from interview he, to interview. He's not consistent at all in what he, he, he says. He hasn't kicked Chris Jones. Yeah, he doesn't think Mr. Chris Jones Mr. is guilty. Mr. Praise, I've had uh, two of his wives up here. I've had over 20 Dell workers. I've had people that are actually still at Dell who've called me. I mean, what do you expect me to do? You got all these people saying that he's bringing pedophiles down there. They're showing me evidence. They're showing me documentation. And the only interaction that you've actually had with Kent was the one time you had him on your show. Your show and you didn't even ask him any difficult questions. Why didn't you do that? I did answer the questions. Like I said, like, why didn't you, I mean, with, with Chris, like, did you, I mean, did you willingly allow him in there knowing he was a pedophile? I, I asked him that question. Kent, that I asked about no, the free. Kent, Kent said on my show, Kent said on my show that he was aware that this guy, this guy didn't just have the Chris Jones uh, one charge with the strip poker and children. You know, that guy's got over eight charges of many different time periods. Who do we got here? That's, uh, and he was convicted the, on four of them, which not only got him on the sex offender registry list, he got listed as a tier three offender, which is the worst possible class of sex offender that there is. So he's yeah, not some praise, low end. He's just still he's a threat to society. Worse. Is basically think about the means. think about this praise. Think about you got over twenty people coming forward. You got two former wives. Got one wife who's saying that she was domestically assaulted and she actually took him to court and he got charged for it. Then you I got another it. wife. You got Mary Toko, who's one of the most respected women in the world, saying that she actually seen Kent Tobin body Sam a child for hitting him with a rubber band. 
What would you do, Praise, if you were in my position hearing 20 people, two wives? How much more do you got to be able to hear? How much documentation before you say, damn, there's something wrong going on Well, here. wait a minute, Brent. Like, you were flip-flopping almost every week with, with this Cindy Link, and you were saying that she was a duplicitous, untrustable person. Like, why were you flip-flopping then back and forth saying, oh, yeah, I can't trust this, and then the next week you would say, okay, I trust her, then the next week I don't trust her. So, I mean, how do we even know what that... How am I going to put stock in that, Brett, if you're changing your view by every week? Well, you got to check it's out not some Brett reasons. saying it, though. That's the oh. problem. Okay, Brett flip-flopping is one fucking thing, but he's not on trial here. This is you well, to come and defend yourself. Well, he, he, he is on trial because I, he's I the one that's... That. Why, why, so, for one, why would you base your opinion based on Brett's opinion and not on the testimony of Cindy Lincoln herself? Why do you think Brett was flip-flopping in the first place? Is because, because of their untrustable accounts. the question. No, because, because he had Kent Hovind in his ear doing exactly what he's doing to you. Yeah, Lying. He, he talks to Kent way more than you do, Praise. Or at least Brett did talk to Kent way more than you do, Praise. So he had Kent in his ear telling him all kinds of sweet little lies for a long time. And Stephen Bowling was doing the same damn thing. So, of course, Brett was flip-flopping because he had the other side in his ear saying things that weren't true but sounded good. And then we have us over here presenting the actual evidence of the things we were claiming. I have Eventually, Julia, the evidence guys, wins out. Guys, guys, I have Julia Shunk here. She is the former secretary of Kentobin. If Praise doesn't want to hear me out on this, he should listen to her. Julie, does your mic work? Hi, guys. Hello. Now, Julie, you were the one that uh, tried to put the uh, Zaire into the man cave with all those witnesses. But what did Kent Hovind do to you? He told me no. And he told me that um, he's going to put the boy and Chris in the house next door. And I told Dr. Oven, no, there's nothing over there but just a single mattress. See, Praise I am. I was going to buy that house that was next door there. So I know what was in that house. And I didn't end up buying that house. I ended up buying a different home. And so I moved all of my stuff out. And so uh -huh. it was my queen size bed on that floor. And I told Dr. Hoven, I said, Dr. Hoven, you can't put them over there. There's nothing over there for them to sleep in besides my bed. And he said, no, no, don't worry about anything. I'm going to take care of it. You just go home and be with your husband. And, you know, Julie, Julie, how does it make sense that Kent would want them to be on a mattress when you had all those cabins, though? Why would he do that for? Um, well, a lot of people at the property was very, very upset with Dr. Hoven when he allowed this pedophile to come to the camp. People are leaving campus. People are leaving. I mean, Chris, uh, I mean, um, uh, Matt, uh, I'm so sorry. So, so many people are just leaving. So off Julie, you, you basically said as soon as Chris Jones came on the property, people started freaking out. They started having anxiety. Correct. Uh, people were wanting to leave. Mark Stoney freaked out because he's got a little girl there and he doesn't want to go through any of that kind of stuff. Tell, tell about how the environment was whenever Kent allowed this to go down. People were very, very upset. People were very upset with Dr. Hoven. Dr. Hoven, oh, of course, he says, this is my place. I can do whatever I want. Whatever I want. You don't tell me what to do. And so he allowed Chris Jones to come knowing he's a known pedophile. 
brings them anyway. People are grabbing their kids off of that property and leaves. And so that's why Dr. Hoven wanted to put Chris in the house next door because of how many people were angry with him on the property. Yeah, yeah. and also on Mark Stoney's channel, there's like an hour and a half, two hour audio recording of an early 2020 meeting, or maybe it was 2021, where Chris Jones was there at DAL of Kent Hoven, surrounded by all the DAL volunteers, without children present, of course. And you just hear the DAL volunteers telling Kent Hoven, what a horrible idea it is to have Chris Jones there potentially around children. And Kent essentially gives them the middle finger and says, Chris Jones can come whenever he wants. I'm in charge of this property yep. and my say is final. And he so said not that. Even... And, and he said that. I have Kent recorded and I have audio recordings on my radio that you can hear because some of it's really, really rough. But Kent actually admits to... Uh, Almost all Multiple the things times. that you've heard so far. And he said, oh, Chris Jones is welcome anytime. He even tried to get Chris Jones to do an interview with me, but Chris Jones kept delaying. Then he said, I'm going to have Chris Jones down here and we're going to do an interview together and all that. Surprised you see the, the issue. Yes, whenever I was going back and forth with Cindy and Kent, Kent is really good at talking. We all know that. Yeah. Cindy's a person who's going through a lot of hell. But when more people like Julie, Nick, Mark, and tons and tons of people kept calling me, yeah, it started becoming real solid, real hardcore. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick, I, I have some questions for Julie, if you don't mind. Uh, Julie, no. are, are you an atheist? No, I'm not. I are, believe you in, the... are you an evolutionist? No, I'm not. I, I am a creationist, and I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm assuming that when you went to camp, you went because you probably admired Dr. Hoven and believed in the things that he said. Oh, yeah. Just a probably an just, easy assumption. So that's oh, all yeah, I got. Just, Thank just, you. Yeah, just like we all did. But you have to understand when, when we were there, see, we, we personally know Dr. Hoven personally. We don't just know him through the lens of a camera like everybody else does. We personally know Dr. Hoven. We walked with him, talked with him, worked with him every day for years. And so over time, we start to notice, wait a second, he's not lining. Dr. Oven's not living by what he preaches. And that started to become an issue and an eye opener because it says, okay, Kent does his Bible studies and says one thing on camera. When the cameras are off and he's just palling around the property, he is living a totally, completely different man. So that's the, that's the problem. And you don't think that his behavior is going to be causing of effect? Dr. Hoven is bringing all this onto himself because of his behavior. We're not against the message, praise I am. Guys, I'll, guys I'll be We're right back in a moment. Guys, sure, I'll be right I... back in a moment, but I want to say to praise, I appreciate you coming in and actually trying to be open-minded and yeah. uh, respectful in the conversation. That is awesome. Kudo points for you. I'll be right back. Thank you. I, actually I have a question been, for uh, Julie, though. Actually, this is a quick question, if, if you don't mind. Of course. So my only question is, why hasn't this been made known earlier, like a, a couple of years ago? Why is it coming out now? Well, people can hide their colors for if People can't hide their colors forever. Eventually, someone's true colors are going to come out. Now, to be honest with you, this new situation is coming out now. But but at Dr. Hoven's Dinosaur Adventureland in Pensacola, all of that 
is already out in the open. People have already, so, so really these issues really aren't coming out now. His issues have always been out in the public. First, it was his Pensacola ministry. So you're saying you, you brought this out earlier. Like, that was my question. Like, why haven't you came out earlier? Have you, have you actually talked about this earlier and brought this out or why is it coming out now from you? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? I, I, I lost, uh, Okay. I, I just I just got back. She uh she has come out about it for quite some time. Oh, okay. There's a guy called Trucker well, Billy who came uh, out. Well, Jones, Chris, out. Jones was on our channel when Smokey Saint was and, and praise, again, discussed this on, on that channel too. So pray, that, again, this is this is another thing I just pointed out to you a couple of days ago. I, I I told you it was shit. I I talked to Cindy Lincoln and I think it was Mark Stoney. It was like eight months ago I came on this channel and had a conversation about this. Like this isn't anything like brand new. Like you know, Kenhova's channel go, goes down and now all of a sudden everybody's talking about Chris Jones. That's not how it played out. We've been talking about this for a while. You're just new to the party again. Well, no, I mean, Julie Shank, I mean, specifically, I, I've never heard of Julie until now. And, like, I don't know why her name hasn't been brought up earlier, well, that's all. Well, whoever was speaking earlier, the, that gentleman is correct, Praise I Am. You're brand new to the party, man. This has been going on for quite some time. So I think that's why I'm new to you, because you're new to us. And truck okay. driving Billy just pointed out that he was making videos about the whole Chris Jones thing back in 2017. Even before he did the thing with Zaire, he was already making videos exposing the weird relationship with Chris Jones. That Billy Kent actually had. met uh, Chris Jones as well with Kent Hovind. So that's mm -hmm. an interesting story. If Truck Driver wants to come in a little bit and share his story, I'm sure Praise will find that fascinating yeah. as well. Uh, I have a question for Julie. I was waiting to get in. Yes, go ahead. Does Dinosaur Adventureland have a proclivity to hire uh, felons or people with felonious charges, or are these few individuals the only one that you're aware of? The only ones that I'm aware of. Um, I, I've heard of, I think AJ actually found some fascinating uh, uh, stories that happened in the old Dinosaur Adventureland, too, where there's felons and things going on down there, too. Um, but as far as for me... Just what's going on with Cindy and, and Steve and Lynn and stuff like that. Is, uh, All right, I understand. Uh, the, um, the point I'm trying to get across is uh, Knock knows this too. You know how hard it is to get a job when you've got a felony charge, even if it's 26 years old? Uh huh. So my, my insinuation is that uh, because there is a big why would he defend uh, this Jones person? Um, and I think that the answer is that. He wants to keep people around that have no other method of uh, sheltering themselves, feeding themselves, etc. Right, right, I think right. He's it's a form, advantage of the situation. It's a, it's a, it's a form of manipulation. They're easier to manipulate and control because these people have nowhere else to go. So he knows he can get them to listen because if you don't listen to them, you get kicked out. So it's a form of control and manipulation for sure. Hmm. If I'm making sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just completely shocked. I, I had no idea. So, And that's why I made the videos I made, why Cindy Lincoln's made the videos she's made, why Mark Stoney has made the videos he's made. It's to document all this stuff so that people can go in, look at it for themselves, and realize, whoa, I've been supporting a guy who is definitely not what he's portrayed himself as for years.
Uh, well, yeah. uh, praise yeah. you, you don't support Matt Powell's views when it comes to homosexuals and stuff, right? Like, right, yeah, yeah. Kent has the same views, it, but but Kent has the same views. Like, it, it, like th this is all stuff we've known about Kent Hoven for a long time. It just gets pushed pushed under the the rug, so to speak, by by, by no not only Kent Hoven himself, but the creationists that follow him, and, and and even the atheists that only speak about evolution with him. Like, I've been screaming for for two years on my channel now. Like atheists shouldn't even debate Kent Hovind when it comes to creation versus evolution. We should call him out on his beliefs. I mean, because that's what's more important. Like there's plenty of creationists out there. SFT, you know, despite, you know, I know he leans towards those people. He doesn't come out and, and actively say he's proactively uh, with those statements that these people make. But, but Kent does. He he doesn't he doesn't hide it. Uh, for example, TTLR and I actually had a prolonged video debate series. I think it was three or four videos apiece, us debating Young Earth. You you don't see us doing any of this stuff. Just just saying. I mean, like, and I didn't I didn't go and have TTLR channel flagged down because because I hate God or whatever. Like that defense makes absolutely no sense as well. And he, he did – Kent Hovind does have a reason given. He has the email. We, we're aware that he has the email now. He's just not telling us. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm normally all for young earth creationists and atheists slash evolutionists having debate over creation versus evolution. Normally, I'm all for that. But Kent Hovind is one of those rare cases where he actually is trying to encourage you all to debate him on creation versus evolution in order to distract from all the criminality and the horrible behaviors on his part and all the other shenanigans he does. It's his brand. It's, it's, how, it's how he gets people in and makes money. It's all just smoke and mirrors. We've seen so many videos when he tries to address, you know, all the stuff we're talking about. He's like, it's all just a distraction. We, we need to get back to the creation versus evolution yeah. debate. Dude, you accuse your enemies of that, which you do. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to pile on you, Praise, but like you, you just last night, you did a, a, a stream white knighting for the fact that Kent Hovind came on your channel and said it's possible for God to break his own damn rules. Like, you know, and then you have to come in and say, well, Kent Hovind's not good at philosophy and doesn't understand it. No, he he should understand that. Right. Like, wait, 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 wait. Um, that happened. Uh, rage. Kent Hovind oh, yeah. really said that God can break his own rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I well, think that, he's that not bright in philosophy. At all. Uh -uh. <laughs> he's not sharp in philosophy at all. But uh, I, man, I, I'm gonna have to really, uh, you know, digest this stuff because it's, you know, it's one of those things that just makes you sick in your stomach. And objection, uh, objection. You've said that before, and then you've gone back. What, 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 what sort of, what sort of? I don't well, care I, what you do. I don't have a horse in this race. I'm just well, wondering if, what, if what's going to be different. If Praise says he's going to look into it, man, I'll just I'll just say, look, I'll, you know, just be patient, folks. If he says he's going to do it, then he'll do it. And yeah. I would definitely uh, I, court next week, folks, is what Brett's saying. I, I would definitely like encourage Praise to look further into this because there's a lot of dark stuff that he's going to be exposed to. So he really oh, needs sure. to soak it in, digest it, process it, pray and, about it, and then one thing, one, conclusions. you latching yourself right to it, too, dude. You're just right to it, man. Well, it sounds one like he I'd just like found out mention. about a lot of it, too. Yeah, I did. I, like I, I had no idea. Julia's trying to get a word in edgewise. Can we? All right, Julia's turn. Um, uh, praise I am. Um, 
one thing I'd like to mention to you, it's always so good to do your research. Re before you go hardcore on defending a man who you don't even know, nor have you ever met, nor have you ever been to the place, before you start defending a man so strongly and so hardcore, you really need to take some time out and do your own research and find out things for yourself first before you start going all in and protecting a... <sighs> I don't even want to be mean on this show and calling people names, but just, I'll, I'll be, do it. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to protect a pedo enabler and a wife abuser and a serial liar without having all your facts straight. And so Correct. that's what she's uh, you guys Do me a favor. Can you guys, you guys do me a favor when you get an opportunity, uh, uh, praise ham. If you want to give them an email or something where people can send you links and all that, where the information can be uh, easily, found so you don't have to go all over the internet for this stuff people i'm sure are more than happy to provide you all the information yeah i would really appreciate that it's praise jesus the christ at gmail.com um I, I wanted to say something that's why i came on real quick i'm at work so i just want to say something to them. um yeah when, when julie was when you were asking about does he hire a lot of felons and stuff oh he, he's known for that in this town i mean unfortunately He's created his own bad reputation in this area. He thinks everybody goes around talking about him, but I, I never mention him that I ever was ever there. I mean, I, someone saw me having lunch with him years ago, and I lost a contract over it. So believe me when I say I don't talk about Kent Hogan <laughs> with my business or anything in town because he has his own reputation around here. And mainly it's because a lot of his people get seen buying alcohol and drug deals and all kinds of stuff around town. Now, to be fair, I think Kent's trying to you know, open the door to it. But I also kind of, the sense I get from it is those people are easy to control. They, they, they have no other choice to leave. They just listen and they do. And a lot of them, you know, they flip back because Kent opens the door and starts paying for them and giving them a place to live. And, you know, and, and it's sad, unfortunately, but he is known for doing that with criminals. He has tons there. I mean, when you go there, you just, it's, it's everywhere. And it's like, whoa. I mean, I remember I went back a couple of years ago um, and I also, the reason me and Julie didn't come out at first is because we tried to just bow out peacefully. You know, we weren't trying to dive into all this and, and stuff like that. But when he just kept lying and lying and lying and then dragging Cindy and all of our friends' names through the mud, lying through his... I mean, he lied so bad about Mark that CPS got called on him and, and he was investigated. Yeah. Crazy. Mark is in the side chat. Kent Hovind came on your channel and accused Mark Stoney of paying this child $10,000 to lie on him. Go ask Mark, dude. Like, talk to Mark. All right, I will do that, yeah. And plus, uh, the CPS part, Mark Stoney in a recent video showed the report that CPS gave him documenting their investigation. And at the end of the report, it says that the claims made against Mark Stoney were completely unfounded. Yep, that's what I was going to say. That when it gets that bad, you can't be silent anymore, is my point. Okay. That that was kind of the reason why me and Julie didn't really say much for a while because we have nothing against the message. It's it's the people behind the ministry that's the problem. And you know, if he just stopped all this stuff and went on with his life, all this would stop. But he just, I don't know what, he just won't. And he knows the truth. I've told him about Mark. I've told him to stop lying. And he says, okay, brother. And then he, the very next morning, he goes on and does says the same thing again. And it's like, Holman, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand this. I, don't, I can understand if you come out and say, he's disgruntled. 
I don't like him. He's angry. That's fine. But you don't go and make the things that could have his children taken away from him. That's not right. See, these things that Kent did were behaviors he chose to do and publicly announced saying, I'm going to support this pedophile. Well, that was his choice. So if he faces those consequences, that's on him. But to then throw other people under the bus to shine the light off him, that's where the problem comes in. You know, so like I said, it's not if so, truck driving Billy and Mark Stoney want to come in and they want to discuss this with praise and others and all that, they're welcome to come in. I have a feeling. We got somebody called Mr. Lizard. Mr. Lizard, are you a supporter oh. or a critic of uh, Mr. Hoven? Critic of Hoven. Okay. Go uh, ahead, yeah, Mr. I know Lizard. Lizard. And, uh, Mr. I know. Lizard, what's your views? Uh, just simple enough. He's a textbook narcissist who keeps trying to feign ignorance currently. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have any more to add, feel free elaborate. Anybody that's a supporter of Kent, you're more than welcome to come in and uh, fight for him. I get it. I understand that some of you don't know this stuff. I didn't know this stuff whenever I first started talking to Kent. It totally shocked the hell out of me. As I, I say... I have this creeping feel. I'm sorry, I'll let you go after this. I have this creeping feeling that SFT and probably Kent Hovind will be on Praise's channel the next time he streams, and the next time we'll hear from Praise will be him with a whole new batch of ideas out of Kent and Donnie's head uh, about ways that he, that he could defeat this argument that are more like sidestepping and ignoring than actual arguments. I'm just going to – I'm calling it now inside baseball. I think Knock would also take that bet. I mean, oh God, praise! You know it's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I was just gonna add that, in addition to the narcissistic traits of Kent and the way he goes after Cindy and Mark, especially the way that he gaslights them publicly and live streams, and like the almost sick pleasure that you can see in his face when he does it—that's actually a characteristic of a clinical psychopath. Brett had a really nice video on his channel where he talked about how uh, atheism and psychopaths were linked together. And in that video, there was a lot of traits of what a psychopath is that were listed. Kent actually checks off most of those traits that were listed in that video, especially the gaslighting part. I don't even think we need to go there. I think that we can avoid character assassination altogether. I think we should just look at the evidence, but that is a good point. I've seen praise in the past try to fight for people that he believed in and all that, and then whenever things went sideways and all that, he did pull out the old rowboat oar and start slamming. So, I don't know. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. I I hear what you guys are saying, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's going to look into this, and if Kent does show up, he's probably going to have a lot of questions for him. But would you put money on it, Brett? Would you put money on it if you had money to put up? I'd say you've got ten thousand dollars. How many dollars would you buy? Well, I've got a good excuse. I ain't got no money. I know. Well, one thing that I do know, and got ten dollars. I know that, Brett. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? One thing I do know is that SFT will be in your ear praise, and and uh, I'm going to give you the same advice I gave you on my on my channel. I'm not trying to sway you, dude. Like you, you know, I for one, I you know. The fact that I have to cover Kent Hovind should be some kind of indication to you, praise, because I don't do the creationism thing. Like I did that thing with Matt Powell. I did. I didn't know I was going into like an evolution thing with Matt Powell, right? Never. I mean, that's not what I'm into. It's just Matt Powell found me and he kind of suckered me into that. But I, I don't do creationism. I, I started covering Kent Hovind because of um, 
the interview that you covered on your channel recently, um, the, the conversation with Steven Anderson. That's why I started covering Kent Hovind. That's what I deal with on my channel, right? So, right. I mean, th that's a clear indication to you. But SFT is going to be in your ear because this is, like, like Matt Powell, this is SFT's hero here. Like SF, this is as this is probably who SFT has been listened to since he was like six years old, and SFT is pro Baptist when it comes. So his his Baptist bias is going to like overrule his reason on this. He's going and he's a very good orator, so he's going to be in your ear and he's going to be trying to tell you why we're wrong on everything that we're saying. When it's first just thing, it's just the public record. It's not like any thing, nobody here is like manipulating anything. It's just the public no, I, record. yeah no I don't see that yeah you're right. First thing he's going to tell you is that you, that we're trying to split the community. That's the first thing he's going to do. Evil, demonic, jealous, envious. Yes, horde, yeah, that, that's, all that stuff. Heard I mean, it all. None of them have a horse in this race. A TTLR especially, considering the necessity of his belief in young earth in correlation to the argument that it's just people who hate God and don't believe in young earth, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't even have a channel. And Kent Hovind was my idol. I mean, I met him when I was 11. I mean, when he first answered the phone, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to Kent Hovind. And I was by his side for years. I mean, he it took me a long time, even with him right in front of my face before I even started to realize it. And then just more and more and more in the evidence. And in then TTOR, I was almost in the same book as Nicholas uh, or boat, not book. Why did I say book? <laughs> boat. I now you know that TTR. You and I used to talk in the past, and I was like, I, I just I, I don't know if I can absorb all this TTR. It's a lot of info. But there's you know, one thing I wanted to talk to praise I am about since we're here on air. Since I know he looked at the Steven Anderson Kent Hovind phone interview where Kent Hovind, you know, said that homosexuals yeah. and others should be put to death by the government. You notice how the argument can't use is that well the human gene pool would be purified and improved if we right. started doing that. Yeah. That is eugenics 101. And if yeah. you go to Kent Hovind's old creation seminar series, specifically seminar 5B, Kent Hovind used to say that eugenics was one of the dangers of evolution in the evolutionary worldview. Yeah. He called eugenics evil, and yet he uses eugenics to justify wanting homosexuals to be put to death by the government. Right. Red, and you red flag should be going off in your head when you see that. That's he a good point. Can Hogan's a theonomist? Uh, well, he's a eugenicist, but and it's a good point, T2R. But Jesus said that, you know, he without a sin cast the first stone. Did he ever think about that passage? I mean, that should come to his mind. Like, we're all sinful. What makes I mean, <laughs> that's it's not the point of being sinful. The point is, is yeah. that Kent Hovind literally believes something that he himself said 20 plus years ago was something that was that's evil true. That's a good point. So it's the matter of that. That should be the first clue that this guy is not who he claims to be. Because he's not I, preaching something that he used to condemn as an evil of evolution 20 plus years I, ago. I do want to say to praise that is a great passage for who has not sinned cast the first stone. But wasn't it the religion back in the day or the groups that actually went to the government to get the government to actually kill Jesus? Yep. That's right. Yep. Well, and not only that, this isn't even about his philosophy. It's about his behavior. And, you know, he, he claims to be a pastor and a minister. And... 
You know, I mean, if he would have, if he would have just been like, "Hey guys, yeah, I, I trusted the wrong person. I shouldn't believe Chris Jones." I may, but no, no. Instead, he doubles down and just lies about everybody else. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would give yeah. Kent Hovind some or a lot of credit if he came out tomorrow and said, "By the way, guys, I apologize for my years of defending Chris Jones. It's finally come to yeah. my attention who he really is, and I completely disavow him, and I need to make reparations of sorts to the people I've wronged over that matter." That would do him a lot of credit, but he's such a narcissist that he won't allow himself to do that. Another observation, another observation is where's Matt Powell? Why did he just like he he announced that he was leaving basically the day before the fit hit the shan, and then and and now he's now he's where where is he? I don't see him making a whole lot of defense videos of of Kent Hovind. And if you saw that video, I'm referencing. it, Matt Powell might as well be holding a copy of today's paper. He he outright says, "Don't worry, guys, it's not a cult." And as I mentioned earlier, exactly like someone something someone would say if they were in a cult. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, he looks like he's being held hostage. Although to Matt Powell's defense, he always looks like he's being held hostage, but more so than usual. Well, and I've I've spoken about this uh, since I've come back and I've been talking about this subject. But I, you know, I met with Matt Powell off camera. I don't know six six months ago, eight months ago. I'd have to go on my camera and find out when, or on my channel and find out when I, I did talk about it. Um, I did. I I post a picture that we took a, a, together on Twitter. You know, so like I didn't, you know, I, I I didn't talk about much much what we said during the conversation because it was off camera. Um, but but I did, you know, every, people knew about the conversation. And, and when he was here, he looked he looked tired. He looked haggard. Um, and he he talked a lot of shit about Ken Hovind. Um, I, I took it at the time like he wanted he, he wanted me to come back and go on my channel and repeat all those things so he could say that I was lying because, you know, that's that's about as much trust as I give Matt. Um, but I remember like. I, Cause I had brought up the Chris Jones thing. It, it was like right after it was like really close to when I had come in to, to the conversation with you, Brett, and I, you had Cindy on and I, Mark Stoney had come in at some point, a couple other people. Um, and it's when I first really found out about this guy. So I, I brought it up to Matt and I, I asked him and Matt told me straight up, like, we understand that that's an issue and we are handling it in house. And like I said, that was six months ago, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like Matt Powell leaving two, three days before the Daily Beast drops. That's like, all right, you know, nail in the coffin. This ain't being handled in house anymore. And in within six months, I mean, I, he's probably come to the to the to the conclusion that it it wasn't going to be handled in house. You know. <laughs> well, I think Matt Powell probably heard about, or maybe even eavesdropped on the interview from the Daily Beast reporter that was had with Kent Hovind. So. He probably knew what was coming and decided to get out of town fast. Well, yeah, I mean, if you listen to the interview with the with, with the lady from the Daily Beast, there, I mean, Kent has a lot of people in that room when he's talking to her because mm-hmm. he likes to have a live audience anytime he talks to anybody. <laughs> yeah, and none of those people were really involved. There was a lot of people that were talking in there that weren't there during the incident of Chris Jones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the ones that were there were lying through their teeth because now they're trustees and and handling all the accounts and stuff. So, yeah, d- uh, Doctor Hoven does that. If you don't agree with things that he says, he'll kick you off because he wants the people there that agree with him. So when people confront him on issues, 
he could tell people, well, everybody here in this room believes me. See all my witnesses? And it's like, well, yeah, because you kicked off all the people that didn't agree with you. We got somebody new that's coming in the room, and it looks like uh, Jared Genesis. I don't believe it's actually him. Um, he's I've invited him several times to my room. It's probably a DP fan who's cloned this picture because he gets picked on by those people all the time. But we'll find out. Hello? Is this Jared Genesis? Hi, I would just like to discuss the moral dichotomy between atheists and Christians. Recording. We'll see you later there, Jared. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was quick. That solved that problem. I'd like to talk about something that's completely irrelevant to the stream and then spend So anyway, guys, there's a free slot in the room if anyone's wanting to. Yeah, you're in the wrong room there, guy. Find you a Pokemon card trading room and get to it. Oh, was he the guy that you kicked out the other day? Who, who just went? No, like, we I, I ended up having to kick somebody because they decided to pull out a wee wee on the screen. Oh, no, no, no. Me and Rage were having a productive conversation, and then somebody came in and wanted to talk about, you know, dinosaurs or something. I don't Something. know what it is with people on the internet. They think this is a strip joint. It says God TV radio at the top, folks. Come on. <laughs> I know they want to get an OnlyFans account or something, man. <laughs> Gosh. I, I do, I do want to say I think it was cool of Praise I Am to come on and talk and not just not show up. So even if he does end up. Yeah, to his credit. It takes people a while to figure it out. So we got to just be patient with them. Yeah. yeah. On his channel, 10 minutes after Brett had posted the video that he would be here and he did show up. He didn't make an excuse or, you know, I got to shampoo mm. my carpet or anything like that. <laughs> I didn't think he would show, but I figured like he was, he was at work or sleep. Cause like, I, I don't know. You work some weird work, work schedule. <laughs> No, I thought there was. I thought there was definitely a chance praise would show up and everything, but I do not believe that missing meds is going to show up anytime soon. I mean, missing mod. Sorry about that. I uh, praise has a job. That seems to me. But okay, good for you. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I don't want to get into that right now, but yeah, uh, that is why I left that there. All right. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, shows you what I know. <laughs> Well, if you guys got any more topics or points that you want to throw out, TTOR, you have an archive. Mr. Uh, truck Driver, who's been out there, Billy, he's got an extensive video set himself over there. And, uh, Rage, you've been doing some videos lately about all this mess, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've always been kind of interested in Kent Hovind from, like, a cult leader point of view. But, like, when I became aware of the Chris Jones thing, well, for one, it, it kind of solidified the cult, cult leader thing for me. Like, cult leaders a lot of times will do this, especially when you talk about, um, you know, using the disadvantaged, you know, because the disadvantaged are easily manipulated. I can remember one cult leader who started his entire cult in uh, California during the drug craze back in the late 60s, and he, he literally – would just go out and preach preach uh, Jesus to a bunch of uh, really stoned out people, but he would pre preach really warped ideas, uh, sexual sexual Jesus. It was a sex cult, um, and then would go around the country and just you know steal teenagers from time from public squares and shit like it was crazy. Um, and, and, and I've seen a lot of similarities with that, but like I mean, to to me, what's disturbing is you know. 
because a lot of Christians have come out against Kent Hovind, rightfully so, and they should. I mean, morally, I, I think atheists and Christians would agree, like, pedophilia is one of the worst things that you can do as a human being, right? Um, so, well, but, but the Christians that don't, yeah. the, the Christians that don't, that just see Kent Hovind, the creationist, and just, just shrug off, like, one of the worst things you can do as a human being, to me, that's, that's what I find fascinating about all of this, is... And and it's not I'm not I'm not just putting that on Christians because any group can do that. Atheists can do that. I mean, you think of Mao and Stalin and, and you know, like, so not I'm fascinating in that. And and praise. I hope that, you know, you'll kind of wake up and realize, hey, I'm I, you know, I, I'm not supporting the act, but I I'm really close to something horrendous here. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. Well, that's, I don't understand that's, something. Kent supposedly had 219,000 supporters, which we know now that most of those are bots. Where are these supporters now? We got we got praise in here. Praise is open-minded. Beckles already pointed out that he likes the evolution topics, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him for that at all. We're going about behavior here, but where's all the supporters at? Where, where's I, I? Everybody's welcome, critics and supporters alike. Make your case if you got one. They're probably waiting for the next SFT stream to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, no. yeah, nakedly well, just by Donnie, but it's uh, you know, I, man, I think sure. he's dropping them. I, I, I don't think he has really too many supporters left at this point. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to do a series of this. I was hoping like this would be like the one big time where everybody comes in, they say their piece, they make their case, and then you know just kind of get out of this and get back into the, you know discussing why people don't come from bananas and all that stuff again or something. <laughs> but that's even way to uh, the extent of something Doc said a minute ago. When it comes to like many younger creationists that are, you know, following Ken and believing the story, the thing is that they keep repeating. If you pay attention, and the thing that SFT Kent and all of them are always on about, they're always trying to say it's some kind of atheist witch hunt, a campaign against Kent to smear his name in order to debunk younger creationism and stuff. Praise. Like yeah, when when yeah. there is yeah. one atheist in this room right now. Well, and then even then, like. There's almost like this attachment they get when it comes to Kent Hovind, probably, you know, with their beliefs and all that, and having to do with younger creationism. Like, the, I remember on a video I saw with Knox, there was a guy on there talking about how, like, oh, he's the guy who started younger creationism. And it's like, no, not really. Kent got yeah, his arguments I from somebody else, and that guy got it from somebody else. You have Henry Morris, you have John Whitcomb, you have Ken Ham, you have ICR, and all these other younger creationist organizations. If you want younger creationist content, go to them. You don't have to go to Kent. Well, now that's, that's a point I wanted to bring up too: is that a lot of these Hovind supporters have this notion that basically Kent Hovind and Young Earth creationism are tied together. So if you disprove Kent Hovind or prove that he's a horrible person, somehow this affects yes, Young Earth creationism. Yeah, we've always said it, that. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't affect Young Earth creationism's truthfulness or not. Kent Hovind being a lying well, turd burglar does not affect Young Earth creationism. But, and also, people got to think of it this way: if all the Christians were to turn a blind eye, like some have done with the Catholic Church and some of the issues, what does that make Christianity look like then? If people just turn away and ignore this stuff like it's not even happening just because somebody says some funny shit in an evolution debate, I mean, come on. 
people got to stand up. You got to do something. You got to do the right thing. If we don't, then what's the point? Here's another another point of order here. Chris Jones is laying with little boys, uh, which we all know is absolutely the straightest thing you can do, apparently. Um, if, 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 if Kent Holman wants to participate in eugenics, how about you first, buddy? Uh, how about, take one for the team, buddy. Well, I, I still, uh, I still remember the time where Kent Hovind was talking to Chris Jones on the phone. He's like, yeah, you should create a YouTube sock account and you should start commenting on my channel's videos about how Cindy Lincoln should be kicked out of the ministry because she's been divorced a couple of times and divorced people shouldn't be allowed to be part of you know, this ministry. It's like, Kent, you've been divorced more than once. You shouldn't be a part of the ministry by it's your why, own logic. That's <laughs> why Stephen Anderson doesn't like him anymore is because he got divorced and, and remarried. That's adultery to, to Stephen Anderson. And it wasn't because of marital infidelity either. There's so much stuff I forgot all about that, TTR. Tell praise about that. He actually, there's a recording of Kent actually telling Chris to do that as well as go after his former wife. Telling the pedophile, a criminal that's been in prison, to go after his wife. And what's so funny is that Chris Jones said no to Kent Hovind's idea. I mean, the idea was so bizarre and sick that even Chris Jones couldn't go along with it. It's like, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's what, that's in my too, original expose, uh, by the way, that conversation. Also, too, uh, Kent Hovind put Brady Byram on the ministry board, and he's also a pedophile as well. Even Kent Hovind admitted on Stephen Bullen's channel that, yeah, Brady Byram, you know, he diddled his uh, female relatives, you know, way long ago. But, you know, he, he didn't do anything wrong. He's, he's not a bad man. Did you hear he about really that guy, that. Praise? This is no. Who actually... Yeah, this is new news to me. <laughs> well, like, Brett, I was watching at the very beginning of your stream. You got, like, Chris Jones saying, like, well, I didn't do it. But if I did, you know, 13 right. years removed and I'm a Christian now. And that's, like, the whole point that's of a, Christianity. That's basically you know? a guilty well, admission. <laughs> well, well uh, Praise did something similar with Kevin Blah at one point. You, you know what I'm referencing, Praise? Um, where, where Kevin Kevin Bloss said that it was all right to to rape and molest children, and you just were kind of like, yeah, yeah. Was it where where are we on that? Have we have we disavowed that belief? Or oh, you mean Ryan? No, I'm talking about Kevin Bloss. I never what Kevin. So you're saying Kevin did some of this stuff? No, Kevin Kevin Bloss said that it was all right to go around raping and you could uh, and molesting children, and you could still be saved. Oh, okay, I don't like. Yeah, he's a he's a free gracer. Yeah, he's that's despicable. That's disgusting. Okay, just wondering. Oof, the question smoke. emerged from the smoke. I don't know where that and, came from. And another thing too that Ken Hoven did is that Ken Hoven stole thousands of dollars from Cindy, and so there's a recording of him and Brady Byram. And Dr. Hoven has fraudulently signed this contract with Cindy, and now he's telling all of his viewers, oh, I owe Cindy nothing. There was no contract. Well, there is a recording of him and Brady Byram, the pedophile, who's on the board. He, uh, he said to Brady, what do I do? How do I back out of this contract? And he said, change the ministry name. Because Cindy Lincoln's going after creation, science, evangelism, dinosaur, Ventureland, change the ministry name. Because then she's not going after that name of the new ministry. She's going after this name of the ministry. 
And there's a recording of Dr. Hoven like, oh, thinking that's a good that idea to do. Slimy as hell. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, he also figures out try to write up a new contract that, that they can bet. He said, so I can direct Ernie Land to pay this, but Ernie Land doesn't have to do what I direct, right? Because he's he's the uh, board, you know, the president, so he doesn't have to actually do it if he doesn't want to. But, you know, maybe that'll make her feel comfortable enough, and then, haha, Ernie can get out of it anytime he wants, you know? Like, they were sitting there plotting how to make her, you know, feel like she has a real contract now, so she'll stop all this. But how to do it in a way that they can get out of it anytime that they want to. And it's just like, wow, that's just you know, I asked TTOR this question earlier, but I'm going to ask all of you. I want to hear your theory on this. I've looked at every social media site that Kent's got videos on and every single one of them, except for one. And he's, he's like on 1520 of them. He doesn't break even 300 subs. One of them, he has a thousand that's on rumble.com. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Why do you think that is? If his subs were not fake, then why isn't he broke over 300 on any of those accounts? Yeah, great point, Brett. Well, uh, you know, if I was going to be like absolutely fair to Kent Hovind, I I, I would say I can't remember his name, uh, but I've seen like older YouTubers um, um, who who would get a huge following, but then their following would drop off And, and you know, people don't usually hit unsub or, you know, you know, most people don't even really hit sub is, you know, once you do hit sub, it doesn't mean you're going to watch channel and, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to unsub once you start not watching it. Um, so, you know, I, I've seen that happen. I can't remember his, his name. Uh, he was a really popular Christian YouTuber um, way back when YouTube first started, got this huge following. He, he used to go around on a bike all the time and talk, talk shit on a motorcycle in California. I just can't remember the guy's name. And he had like a shock of God. I guess. Yeah. Shock of God. Yeah. Yeah. One of my first YouTube beefs I ever had uh, when I started doing YouTube, um, you know, like his followers just dropped off. He had like 500,000 subscribers, but he'd get like 30 views. Right. But what I've always said, and before, like there were rumors of Kent Hovind buying videos. Like I remember like when I first started covering Kent Hovind, he was like at 40,000 subscribers. First time I ever looked at his channel, he was right around 40,000 subscribers. Two months later, he was up to 200,000. And everybody said, like, if you look at his social blade, like, there's really no doubt that he bought a shit ton of subs in about a month. There's no doubt. Like, his, so it's all over social blade. So it's it's just like it took, from what I heard, it just took YouTube a while to, to catch up. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. So I, I used to, back when Kent was around, like, 15,000, I had first moved there, and I used to, I started doing videos for him and stuff and I would actually edit out all the coughs and I would put in like and subscribe and, and like he really, you know, and I do intros and 3d animations and stuff. And, and so he started growing subscribers pretty decently. And then the old tech guy came back and we had some beefs and stuff. And like, uh, this other guy that was there was a tech guy. He went through the subs and he was like, well, you know, when Nick was doing the channel the last two months, he gained like 30 or 40,000 subscribers. He's like, since this guy, see, took back over. He hasn't gained any just in the last month. And then there was like a big fight about it and stuff. And then I remember like all of a sudden he started having these huge jumps in subscribers. And I never even thought about it until I watched these videos recently. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So 
maybe that was this guy's way of being like, I'm valuable. And so you right. need me and I can get you all the subscribers. And to yeah, be honest, just, I don't think any even knew, to be honest with you. Like, just ignore the fact people. that your view counts are so ridiculously low that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch of people out there that had theories that his um, one of his tech people ended up doing that for him. But the problem is, is the dumbass got up on video and actually said, yeah, it cost me $4,000 to buy my subs. Isn't that you right, Randall? I, I don't know why he's buying subs in the first place. His subs don't make you any money. Views do. Like, I don't I don't understand. There's plenty of other ways. Like, there's plenty of, of scammy ways to make a bunch of a, a bunch of money off of bum views. Like, one is you just pay a pay pay a website to embed your video and let it autoplay on their on their website just in a tiny window that nobody can see. Yeah, the way I interpreted numbers. the way I interpreted that video was he was saying he had to pay some kind of fine to get his channel back or no that's no no, that's, no not that I have been uh, me and Brett especially have been around for a long time. A oh no, I agree. Time. That's a lie too. 15, 16 years. Yeah. Well, I know you agree with me, but but I'm just making the point for the audience's sake at this point. No, there's no, that is not how that works. You don't have to pay a ransom to YouTube to get no. That's that's ridiculous. That's yeah, absolutely. But what ridiculous. I mean is, I don't think he was saying he bought subscribers. I think he was saying he had to pay a ransom, which was just another way to take advantage of people and get them to send money. So it's not any better. But I don't necessarily think he was saying buy his subscribers or admitting that. I think he was just sure. That's up. yeah, that's possible. I mean, giving whatever benefit of the doubt you can give to Kent Hovind, I suppose. I mentioned in a different video on my channel. I think that. It's possible that the tech guy convinced Kent Hovind that that could all be the case, but in reality, oh, yeah, the tech that's guy, a thing too. The tech now, like, guy himself to... is going to buy subscribers from a third party site. That's what he wants. Well, to it could also be that he's trying to skim off the top of Kent Hovind's business. Oh, yeah, oh, it's yeah, going to yeah, cost yeah, you four. You mean like Steve Lynn? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you um four grand, and I can't guarantee anything, and don't look into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll write I'll you like, an yeah. invoice in Microsoft Word, and you just pay me. Or like Steve Lynn when he was like, you know, oh, I need all this equipment and I need all this money to, you know, make great videos for you. Then you find out that he just basically built a porn studio in his house that he lived in and was making all kinds of content related to that. Where can Tom I get Walden. in from that Tom Walden. Tom Walden always comes to my channel and says, I keep posting, but it's not going up. Well, I can see all the time. You say you're not posting. <laughs> exactly. Then come in if you really want yeah, to make sure your prices are. If you're a supporter or a critic or neutral, come in and make your case. Yeah, we're not going to be mean. I mean, well, like me, like I, I like to, I'll just tell it. I'll defend someone if they're telling the truth, and I won't if they're lying. You know what I mean? So whether I'm uh, your enemy or not, I'm not, I'm not for trying to spread lies or anything like that. So if you got something to say, we'd love to hear it. Well, I got to get right in it, guys. I, you know, I want to apologize uh, specifically to T2R and also Brett. I think uh, I was throwing them under the bus, you know, I th but I think you, uh, it wasn't just because I wanted to, it's because that uh, if I was felt in my, you know, in my gut that, or in my mind that Kent was a loving guy, or that was the profile that I thought he was. You know, the, and then I, I'm glad, I appreciate, and this is why I'm glad I came in here today and I found out a lot of new stuff. So I will do 
my due diligence on that, but I want to apologize to you guys before I get out of here. I appreciate I want to say I appreciate that praise. I, I know what it's like to care about the guy. I know what it's like to respect what he was doing yeah. out there and then find out all this stuff. And it just I just wanted to take my ass and lay in a fetal position in a dark corner after exactly. Yeah, and, and uh praise I am. I just want to thank you so much for coming on here and, and at least hearing our side of the story. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just kind of stick with Kent's side and they don't even give the time of day to hear the other side because they just believe Kent so much. And I just want to thank you for giving us a chance to hear us out. And, and of course, always do your research, which you are doing by being here and just checking out the other side. And I just want to thank you for your bravery, for wanting to really know the truth and stuff. So thank you for that. Well, I think you, well, I think you guys are helping me out because yeah, I think I was in the dark and, uh, you know, I looks like I was hoodwinked by Kent too. So I'm glad you guys exposed that and, and keep doing your doing because I think it'll help a lot of people actually. So thank you guys. That was nice talking to you, Praise. Thanks for coming in, man. You got anything you want to say, TTUR? Uh, just that I accept the apology and I definitely hope you follow through on watching my videos about Kent, Cindy's videos, Mark Stoney's, because there's a lot to go through and you're going to learn a lot of things that are well documented that will, like Brett said, make you want to curl up in the fetal position in a corner and stay there for a while. Yeah, so. yeah. TTOR, I have a question. TTOR is right. Um, but there's so much. We just told you, praise I am, we just told you a very small, small tip of the iceberg of what praise things not actually went down the over moment. there. Praise that uh, praise is taken off. He's got a lot to think about and all that. Okay. I I feel he's gonna look into it and all that. Nobody wants to look crazy on the internet and all that. But that, <laughs> uh, praise is gonna praise is gonna flip flop for about four months and he might no, land on the right side of it. Well let Beckel says he's got some questions. He's been waiting patiently listening to us orangutans in here. Go ahead there, Beckel. <laughs> Uh, what I was gonna say was um, so so based on what I'm hearing, so there's obviously there seems to be a lot of evidence uh, of of Kent knowing about this guy's situation. Um, has he made any attempt to defend himself at all uh, in public or in a one-on-one -on -one discussion with anyone about these things? Or it wasn't, well, when, until, when, he was, it wasn't until he was fully exposed where Kent started realizing, oh, this isn't working for me. But for the last couple of years he's been defending the hell out of this chris jones not just him as julie told you there was another guy up there that was banging his own family members and stuff and there's another guy up there what's his name uh chris baker who got caught with the uh, hookers recently or what prostitutes something like that it's it's crazy buckle yeah the whole uh chris jones thing uh even up until recently like just a couple of days ago when he was on praise im's live stream Kent said flat out that Chris Jones didn't do anything wrong. Even he after he went on Brett's channel last year and admitted that Chris Jones had definitely done something. He thinks the New World Order set Chris Jones up. He's literally said that publicly several times. Yeah, he Even said though, it was the basically New World Order, and they did it to stop him from exposing Bohemian Grove. Even though That's he didn't it. put out his New World Order right exposed here. book until after he had been convicted of all of the stuff he had done. Yeah. <laughs> The right. link I just posted in the private chat, Veckel, that's actually an example of him doing it, if you want to actually have an example. 
Well, you're going to learn the pattern is this. Uh, Kent has this paranoia that the government, the entire system's after him. And and then any time one of his pedo buddies get themselves in trouble, it's the government that's the Antichrist after him, all that kind of stuff. It's every, every single... Well, to be fair, the government's out to get everyone, but not Kent especially. Well, he's got a legitimate fear of the government considering the crimes that he's participated in and committed, so maybe... And to his credit, <laughs> listen, to, to Kent's credit, taxation is in fact theft, so... <laughs> Amen to that. Well, the thing, too, that people gloss over is that uh, this whole trial with Cindy Lincoln that's coming up soon for Kent, it's not actually a trial. It's an appeal hearing because I think in late 2021, Kent was actually convicted yeah, of domestic it, assault well, for body slamming uh, Cindy to the ground. I can't so remember what he's calling sentence, it. He, his it, sentence it, was suspended until this appeal hearing happens. If he loses the appeal hearing, he's going well, back to jail for at least a year. Yeah, and that's how I've always heard of TTR. But I, I can't remember what he's calling it. Uh I think it was in Praiser Stream. He's calling it like a retrial or something yeah, like it, that. Yeah, he's like, he's basically saying that you know he, the conviction was overturned and this was this is a completely new trial and I haven't looked into it yet. I just haven't had time. Um, but like I I, I don't know. Like it, it th that just seemed to come out of the blue um, when always before it was hey you know it's pending appeal you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he is a convicted wife beater who's trying to appeal his conviction, but. When he inevitably loses, uh, he's going back to jail again. I got, well, got another question. He was guilty. He was guilty by the judge. The judge said he was guilty and he was going to jail. And that's when Kent Hovind said, no, I'm going to file an appeal and I want a new judge. I don't want this judge that accused me guilty. I want a new judge. So and because the because the jail sentence is relatively small, they were willing to suspend the sentence until the appeal hearing. I, I got another quick question. Uh, so, what what uh, what words have uh, his son Eric Hoven uh, said? Uh, has he mentioned anything about this whole ordeal at all? Or? On the Chris Jones thing? I, I don't know yeah, about yeah. the Chris Jones thing, but Probably Eric has not. said quite a bit about all kinds of other stuff involving Kent. Because uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say when Kent first got out of prison, he tried to throw Eric and Joe Hovind under the bus right away. Wow, his own go. son. Joe did a year in prison because they threw it under the bus. That was Eric Hoven's mother that he did that to. Oh. So, yeah, uh, Eric Hoven got away from there. That's why they don't work together. That's why you never see the two together, Buckle. Well, and as far as I understand, like, Eric tried to have a relationship with him. Um, and, uh, you know, he at least wanted, like, Kent to, to have access to the grandkids and for the grandkids to have access to grandpa. But he had, like, one stipulation. Just, like, don't talk about none of that law stuff or legal stuff or all that stuff that happened you know don't talk about the land you know but but he says like kent hoven just always brings it up he'll, he'll always talk about how eric's house used to be his house or you know like and it is it's it, from what i understand eric just got tired of it he's like you know what we're done yeah you're exactly. correct you, you can tell Beckel that there's a serious problem between them because why would uh, Kent be willing to give everything over to Matt Powell but not his own son? Right, right. Yeah, that sounds, that feels really, really strange. It's because he burnt that bridge years ago.
Yeah, Tom, Eric uh, Hoban is still into creationism. He's still willing to do debates and all that stuff. But as you can see, he's not involved with all yeah, that. Yeah, he's got his own cre creation ministry, I, I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm still subscribed to his YouTube channel. So he's, he posts stuff every once in a while. Joe Friday asks, do Kent's kids visit DAL? Uh, I highly doubt it. No, they don't. They don't. Uh, Kent Andrew, I've seen him pop in. I've only seen him like maybe two times there myself personally. But no, Kent's, um, Kent's kids do not go there, no. Well, if there's any supporters out there, this would be a good time. We're going on two hours and three minutes. And besides uh, Veckel respecting the uh, evolution debates and all that and praise coming in to hear what he heard and all that, is there anybody out there? I suspected that if there's 200,000 supporters, we'd at least get three. Come on. <laughs> but no, no, no. You got to remember, like... Uh... 180 to 200,000 of those supporters are bots. So I don't yeah. think you want those bots coming into the show, ruining it. That would be a beep boop. <laughs> they all watch Tim Pool. They're all watching Tim Pool right now. We like Kent Hovind. Dr. Dino is the coolest guy ever. We, <laughs> we totally have not been programmed to say that. Yeah, they're all just sitting <laughs> out there like rocks. Maybe they'll evolve. <laughs> We're waiting for a AI programmer to install a program into us to support Kent Hovind. <laughs> well, goodness gracious, I guess they're not coming in. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I, I do want to say, like, I, I, I trust, and I, I'm not talking smack, but I trust Veckel to be more to, to be more open to this than i trust praise like it's going to take praise a while like that's what you're going to have to understand about praise mm -hmm. praise is going to flip-flop he's going to come in here and he's going to be like you know what i'm sorry bro I'm, but then he's going to go and talk to donnie and and tomorrow as will said he's going to be on a stream with donnie and he's going to call you the manatee again <laughs> you know i mean that is praise um so Listen, be uh, ready for it <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I got to ask Beckle an important question that's a little bit outside the topic. Beckle, you had an opportunity to see the new DC trailer for The Flash. Yes, I did. I saw it uh, a few hours ago. I'll tell you what, that actually looks good. I'm kind of excited. It looks dope. Is it looks good. I I'm not I'm not pleased with the idea of what they did with Supergirl. I know it's supposed to be an alternate universe and stuff. But uh, you, you know me, man. I, I don't like the politics being shoved down our throats in these in these movies, man. And the fact that, that we have a flying Latina playing Superman, Supergirl, uh, you know, it, that just feels it just takes away the fun uh, for me. So I don't know. I think they should just I'm left not, with the I'm traditional Supergirl. By that, to be honest with you, I think the strongest uh, IP in the franchise is probably the Wonder Woman thing. So. Talk. But it, it looks fun. I'm definitely gonna watch it on on, on opening weekend uh, because Flash is my favorite DC character. Uh, second, you know, uh, besides is uh, Miller, still the Flash though. He better not be, man. Yeah, he that's what be. I said. That he that was that was my my hometown where he did all that shit. Well, not because oh. I'm gonna tell you something right now, man. 
this dude yeah. choked a girl two years and they hadn't even finished the movie yet. And then years later, he gets into all this other trouble, right? But yet at the same time, they they fired that one guy who used to be on the Flash show because of some uh, funky tweets against women, uh, some comments that he said about women uh, that he said years before he even uh, got on the Flash show. They fired him for that. They got rid of Johnny Depp because of Amber Turd, but yet they're going to keep this dude. Mm-hmm. Amber, yeah, Turner, don't get, I love it. yeah, don't get me started, man. Don't get me what started. That Ezra, dude, They're, like, is he? I thought, I thought they already fired him. Well, folks, I, we, all, all, we, we don't know. We don't know, guys. We're gonna work our way out of the whole uh, Kent thing for a while. If anybody wants to come in and shoot the shit about movies and comics, entertainment, and oh, yeah, you don't did it now. You don't did it now. That's what I'd like to. I'd like to get a in the future. If anybody brings up Kent, I'm gonna send them to TTOR's archive channel <laughs> or our truck driver Billy or uh, Mark Stoney and all the people who uh, who want to continue to put effort into that. I feel like TTR, we've done what we can. We've yeah. done and Billy and Nicholas has just totally. Uh, well, what if SFP wants to come in here one of these days and see the business? <laughs> are we still? You still done with that? Still done with who and what? If Standing for Truth decides to come onto a stream with us and try to defend the things he said about me and you, then uh, he's asking if we would do that as a stream. Nah, he's just he's just pissed off because his breadwinner's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's pretty much the size of it for the whole situation. So. Every every last one of them. Yeah, I kudos to praise for showing up, but yeah, I kind of wish Standing for Truth would have come in to explain how he got the idea that I've been on YouTube for ten years when I wasn't even eight years ago that I first joined YouTube. The dealership. One of one of the things that aggravated yes. me about one of the things that aggravated me about Standing for Truth though is he devalues Christians who don't want to get into these debates or these arguments. Christians that are just wanting to live their life, pay their bills, and take care of business and go to church and all that. Not everybody wants to sit on there and do you know fifteen minutes of you're a banana and strawberry there standing. <laughs> Knox, uh, say what you're gonna say, please uh, yeah. say it. I, I was gonna say like the the dealership done closed till six, so. Because <laughs> <laughs> little known fact, SFT used to be a sleazy used car dealer, and uh, and uh, what was it, Ontario or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm Tony Scamaroni. Huh. <laughs> oh man, hey, I know well, some car dealers do that. You talk about some hustlers. <laughs> Well, if that's true, then that would explain why he's on such good terms of Kent. That's what oh. we said. That's what we said. I did a whole bit where, where we found an ad that SFT was in when he was a used car dealer, and it's about as hilarious as you imagine. It is amazing. Is it as cheesy as the stereotypes? Uh, well, no. He's in an office, but he comes off as so campy and insincere. It's like, oh my god! It's so cringe. It's so cringe. It's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Like praise, uh, oh, Kent wants Brett Keen to call him. Yes, last night praise was talking smack to Skylar Fiction for coming into a stream and and trapping Kent Hovind. Uh, yeah, on praise a, on a morality use, debate, right? You can't use Homo Santa anymore. That's R.I.P. Stop stealing our jokes. Like, and he's like, oh, "How can you do that? You're just gonna go in and just 
catch somebody on something they know nothing about. And I'm like, dude, for one, you're like talking mad shit about your hero right now. But uh, for two, like that's literally what Standing for Truth did. Like Standing for Truth hunted me down before I ever went live. Like when I was just making my little videos, hunted me down in my email section. I let's go live. Let's talk. I want to talk about evolution with you. And I'm like, why do you want to talk about evolution with me? Like I'm the I'm I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> and he did. He came on my channel. That's, when what, I finally yeah, that's, what him on my channel. that's all he talked about. And I'm like, I have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> Mark, I gotta give you credit for being humble the other day about the DD thing, because it's exactly what you were talking about now. Like, I don't I'm not okay, so Darth Dawkins had a bad day. He got spanked by Ing Strike again. So he was he went and found some atheist that didn't know quite as much as what he was talking about or even have an opinion on the damn thing. So you yeah. could smack him around for 20 or 30 minutes and one of Brett's chat thinking he wasn't going to get the boot when he got boring. Like, <laughs> so right. Like, well, I get I, it. you know me, you know how I am about that. Well, I, I'm, he asked the same damn question five times. TTR heard it. Mr. Raging already said, look, man, what do you want me to say? What do you want well, me to say? You it, know, what? How do we get to the second level of this uh, bullshit? And every time Rage tried to give his real answer, Darth Dawkins would shut him down. Well, yeah, and go back and listen to it, because, you know, I'm very humble when it comes to philosophy. Like, I'm still learning and shit, but I handled Darth in that conversation. For one, I gave him several reasons, and then I, you know, at the end is the only time you can really say I was being lazy, because I would lump it all into one. Well, I don't see it. I don't see it. But I was talking, I don't see it. I don't don't feel it. I don't, you know, like, it, it doesn't register in my experience in reality right that's a very rational reason um but but then i got him to admit i got him to admit that there is no rational reason i can give him for atheism because he doesn't believe there is one you know so dawkins uh brothers was making the rounds the other day and then i guess darth had a talking to him to not say anything anymore like he was in uh tom rabbit's subreddit and i guess he posted receipts to tom rabbit directly um, but it was Doc's information and stuff, or it could have been considered doxing, so Tom took it down. But according, yes. according to Tom Rabbit, that's legitimate. So uh, apparently, Damn. there's apparently there's a lot of uh, other things that um, Mr. Dawkins was uh, hiding from us. Apparently, it's worse than what we already knew. But oh, yeah, try I mean, not to fascinate. Let me uh, let me respond. Tom Walden says that uh, Kent keeps on saying that he wants me to call. You tell Kent that I'm busy on a live show talking about him. He's more than welcome to come in here and talk about his favorite thing himself. <laughs> Tom Walden's a Kent guy? You yeah, know, like, he, li- he likes him, but I have seen Tom want... question some things and questions. Does he know Kent? Uh, I don't think they know each other. Uh, I'm like, a, let's go to McDonald's, pick up a Big Mac together type of thing. It's like Matt Powell gave out my phone number to people down there. I get I get phone calls from him. Yeah, and then you accused me of giving out your phone number. Well, what Matt Powell, he didn't do it till like recently. No, I didn't accuse you. I was just worried about it, so I changed it. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. I wasn't gonna give out your phone number. I just I got paranoid, dude. I know you and everyone else, especially fucking sassy. We all know about that now. Jesus yeah. Christ, some of you people were paranoid about me. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to make it obvious. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I mean, I was paranoid about you, but then Matt went fucking did like I, you know, like, right. Yeah. Man, I, I get calls. For, hey, I, I, I know Matt at Dinosaur Adventureland. I'd love us, to have a debate on a little more trustworthy. Us Jews like, are a little more trustworthy than most people give us credit for, eh? 
why right? do creationists want to debate evolution with me? I'm like dumb. <laughs> I don't know that shit. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yo, I'll de I'll debate you. <laughs> like I, you know, I know the Bible. Like me and you, we could talk the Bible for hours. But when it comes to evolution and creationism, I'm, I'm the same way, rates. To be honest with you, man, I, I, I've been, I've been admitting this all, you know, for many years. Brett, you know this. I've said it constantly that uh, when it comes to the evolution creation debate, uh, I, I'm at the shallow end of the dream pool. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I don't think it matters. It's not salvific. Who cares? What from the Christian right. perspective? I mean, but you know, I, I can still ask some some questions though that I think yeah, are very relevant. Right. Like, for example, you know, what 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 evidence do we have of you know transitional species uh, or transition? Right. But and so far, I haven't been really been given any good answers. So there's yeah. a difference between what you do and what Kent and SFT do. They make it a salvific matter, and then they turn it into team yeah, sport. Yeah, that's bad. And then, and then you get friendly fire, and it's just wrong colored shirt, wrong hood. Well, what they'll say, what I've heard Kenhoven say most times, he'll say it, it. He said it's not a question about your salvation, but he will say that you don't believe the Bible. So. So, and, and, that's uh, that's just a way of getting around the fact. Yeah. That you <laughs> right, right. right. It, it's almost kind of the same the same thing. Except if you don't believe the Bible, then what does that fun, mean? Uh, fun story. Uh, Michael, here's a here's an interesting question that you can throw out at people if you do find yourself in a discussion about it. Ask them how it's possible for the male and the female to this evolution transition how they are managing to keep compatible on a reproductive level see what they do with that hmm and think about it Vecla. if one thing turns into a squirrel and the other the turtle they're gonna have a real hard time getting it on right <laughs> yes yeah, some mechanical issues yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> some of us are a little out I, I wonder that about some of these dudes that get these gorgeous looking girls like how the heck that work <laughs> anyway Confidence. Confidence. I'm not, a, I'm not a handsome fucking guy, but there's a lot of people in this room, I think, that, well, maybe not a lot, but there's at least a couple of people in this room who have seen my wife and are like, why? <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you all a hint, though. It's not my glowing personality. All right. <laughs> you make of that what you will. It's your Jesus hair. Could be. My wife won't let me shave my beard or cut my hair, and I'm all right with that. Just closest yeah, to uh, Jason and Momoa she's going to get to. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm out building log cabins in the wood and shit out there with an axe and whatnot. You know, <laughs> give me one more summer, damn it. Give me one more summer. <laughs> I'll be out there doing the haka towel haka and wearing. I got a fish hook necklace. I'll join you. Right? I'll join you. <laughs> I wish you, I wish, I wish an, um, a mother fricker would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in my presence, I'm trying to keep my my wife would be upset with me. Please. Oh yeah, your kids older older now, right? You you what now? You say your kids uh, kids a little bit older now, right? Uh, how oh, old now? Two? He'll he'll be two in August. The first oh, okay, August. that's right. Wow, he's almost old that. enough to run across the room and drop kick people. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we have a problem. Um, speaking of Jason Momoa. Um, my son is basically lifting weights when I get home every day. And so baby gates don't work anymore. Uh, we we got one that you can screw into the wall. And now we're going to have to 
we got a drywall situation over here, and I got to <laughs> deal with it. But he's basically a little Kyle. I made a joke about like coming home because he's constantly like working out, kind of. I'm okay. so, so I re I regret I regret getting him a set of free weights. It's a set of baby free weights because because believe it or not, I do work out. I know it don't look like it, but I do. So we were doing exercises, and he was trying to like. He was picking up blocks and basically mimicking me because that's what they do when they're that little. They want to be like mommy and daddy, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I was like, you know what? I'll get him a set, a little baby set of free weights. So I went on Amazon. It was like fifteen bucks for the pair. And now he's like working out, and, I'm, and he's moving tables and shit. And he's the ninety eighth percentile for height. And he's just, he's just, just. I, I don't, I don't. He looks like some muscle bound trailer park weirdo with a curly ass hair. And those, his, his eyes, there's something, that, maybe knock was on a, maybe knock had something. His eyes are so dark brown. They look black from the pupil all the way out to the iris. And he's oh, just got hey. these piercing eyes. And I just like, whoa, man, I don't need any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke about me coming home and he ran away with my wife or something. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have no idea what kind of, what kind of psychopath I'm raising because I know that I'm probably offloading a lot of my psychological issues onto my kid unknowingly. So I'm just like, Jesus Christ, if he's both of us, we're going to end up in a big pile of trouble by the time he's five. <laughs> he's pretty docile, though, around other kids. We're just starting to kind of like have regular playdates with other kids his age. And he's pretty, he's pretty docile around other kids it's when he we let him have constructive playtime by himself and we just kind of leave him alone and leave him to his own business and we'll clean it up later just as long as he's not sticking his finger in light sockets and stuff like that uh but when he's allowed to be alone and do what he's he's like he's he he's just like this little destructive monster he he builds towers just so he can knock them down he chases the fucking cat around. It's like, I don't know. At least he's good with people, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Never know with kids. Yeah. Knock was right. Knock for the for the first time in Knock's life, he was actually right about something. Being a dad does change something about you. Yeah. It, it changed me. Well, I know you, you told all this. I mean, like we've talked in private and then all the videos, you know, just sort of offhanded comments. Yeah. Being a dad is nuts. Gangster keeps calling me a raging Buddhist. Oh, <laughs> I kinda, yeah. Because I kind of dig it. Yeah, I had yeah, this phase, man, where I like I was really close. Like I there was one day I was like I was going to come out and publicly declare myself a Buddhist. And then the very next day I rejected it. <laughs> but like I, I still like I love some of the tenets of it um, and the you fact that it's by the tenets without adopting yeah, the, there, the there's like no, there's no God in it so it's like it's, it's it'd be really easy for me to kind of adopt it and have no <laughs> spirituality but I just uh, ultimately I, the, there, I had issues with the karma system and reincarnation I don't believe in so if you hypothetically became a Christian would you call yourself the raging Christian <laughs> No, uh, like, I, I've thought about you. I, I, I've tried to get away from the brand at this point. Like, 
if I, st if I were to stop being an atheist, I would just have to pretty much make it an archive channel. Cause like I've tried to change the brand. Yeah, I've tried to yeah. make other channels, you know, it's I'm, I'm known as a raging atheist. It's even though like, you know, since I stopped drink, drinking, I hardly ever rage. Will pissed me off the other night, but <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. I really. Didn't I don't think I it. raged though. I didn't. I. I didn't. No, rage. you were like you're a fucking bigot, and you know it. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is happening? I'm just like, because mm. you know that I moved two trans people under my fuck. Well, cat was a part time job, but yeah. I've, you, you know, I, like our issues go before Smokey because I've always I, before Smokey I was I I think you use your associations with trans people and the fact that you use or you know in your past as an excuse to say bigoted things whether you mean them or not. I don't think that. Well, okay. Well, that last caveat might. Be but like, no, you. Not, and to be fair, you didn't really piss me nah, off. Will, Will was funny to me, man. I, I love watching his shows. <laughs> Will, you didn't really piss me off that night. It was Dave. Like as soon as Dave came in, because like yeah, you, you were know, already pushing really the envelope. Up. Yeah, Dave mm -hmm. is still doing the lesbian thing. Like today, like you can go look at his chat. And I, I said to him, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Are we talking about Dave, the news unit? Yeah. Yeah, I was that, like, you're making isn't me look that the like guy who stripped naked on that one live stream? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How is he still on the internet? <laughs> because yeah, because there's easy. nothing anyone could. If somebody really wants to come back and make a YouTube channel, eventually people are just going to get. YouTube, yeah. contrary to popular belief, does not hand out IP bans. Like Dave, Dave's not only a bigot; he not only says bigoted things, but he says really weird shit to women. And then you you mentioned the, the whole like, I'm not. I'm yeah, not getting Dave, it on yeah. your G street G strings and shit, and it's just like this dude is super yeah, fucking weird. Hey, Christian's just like accept it. You know? <laughs> I can't remember. It blinded me temporarily, so I can't remember if it was a leopard stripe or a tiger stripe or a leopard print or a tiger stripe G string. Or uh, you, banana hammock or something. I don't know, his, but you watch his live channel, he gets like six viewers, right? But I did right. a couple videos on him because he was part of the Smoky Crew, and he, you know, I, I, you know, well, I sat there and I'd wish I, I'd watch hours of the shit. So I'd see him yeah. talking all this shit. So finally, I made a few videos on him. I got more trolls from him than I did from from a, I mean, most people. Like, dude had trolls coming at me, <laughs> like seriously. That's because was, he's connected to old school trolls. Yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. It was like, fuck, dude, you, six people watch you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. I, you know, I don't. Some of the things I don't actually really know a hundred percent what Dave believes, so I can't really. Sometimes I, I think, from a troll perspective, I think he's just saying shit because he thinks it's funny and because he's getting a rise out of people, and that part of me can connect with what. Dave's doing and empathize on some level, but then it's also he's kind of so good at it I can't tell because he's always that level. Like he'll come into my rooms and try to start doing a bit, but in my in my own realm of oblivion, I'm kind of like a I'm all powerful. So I I, I guess like how I take over rooms. I'm sure that you're most of you at least are aware of my ability to domineer a room just by over talking people long enough to the point where they give up. And normally he's in there. He tries to get a word in edgewise. And when I'm not playing ball with him, he takes his balls and he goes home, catchers mitt, whatever else he brought with him. That whole so, crew. He's the one I dislike the most. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like I could, I could stand Boki Ken. 
like Nicholas always made me laugh. Like when him and Nicholas were homeboys, like I'm like, man, I would go in there for Nicholas just sometimes because Nicholas, Nicholas is laugh. not in the call. I could tell you who was in the- See, Well, no, like thing. Nicholas was OG. Like Nicholas was with Will before you were. They were they mm. were besties, yo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, besties. um I think as soon as Smokey realized that he liked me more than Nick, I think that that was pretty much the end of it. When I came, I think uh, there was rumors going around about the two. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there were, but yeah, no, um, no, the as as a current cult leader myself, I calls it like I sees it with Kent. That's what I meant to say earlier. So <laughs> that's a great screenshot. Somebody grab that. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your new intro, TTLR. Just that new that book. That <laughs> second clip the way you just look over and smile at the camera. <laughs> like, like it looks like a shot from like a full house, like the full house intro. Everywhere you look, and then you look from your book into the camera and smile. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. I'm doing that. Maybe I'll do that when I make my video actually promoting and reviewing this book. I gotta finish it first, though. I've never finished it. I have. I have an actual copy, and uh, I never finished the damn thing. I meant to. No offense, Brett. I just. It's all good. Where were you, Brett? I thought you uh, left the show there. Who, uh, whose book is that? TTR. Is that your book? No, Brett Keen is a published author. Yes. Oh, Brett, you got a book. He's got yeah, several, book. actually. This is his newest book one. Plural. What is that book about? Well, uh, Brett, you want to tell him or should we? Should I read well, the back of the and, book? I, I love hearing it from other people's perspective. Well, the back of the book, Julia, says this. An ancient globalist threat overpowers the weapons and defense systems of the world with the intention of dominating the human race. The military and political scientists create a technological, sentient AI abomination in hopes it can defeat the ongoing threat. Will this prove to be a fatal mistake? A mysterious mass-murdering killer stalks humans by night. Will an old detective and his reporter daughter be able to uncover the secrets in time and make the connection? A grieving single mother and her introverted teenage daughter find themselves in the middle of a war between man and beast. A priest has dark visions of the world coming to an end with a super virus on the horizon. Is there any hope? That, by the way, that was written many years ago before, before all of those things became a reality because that's the world we're living in. We, super virus, AI taking over, globalist conspiracies. Yeah, I mean... You know what, Brett? There might be a resurgence in purchases of your book. It's become relevant again. It's come full circle. When did you write uh, Afterlife Simulation, Brett? What year did you publish it? Uh, I'd say probably, wrote it probably about, uh, let's say probably going on four or five years ago. So you wrote it before all the coronavirus stuff happened, and yet it seems like you lifted some scenes in this book from some of the things we saw happen in real life. Yeah. I have yeah, had some people that a, tell me that they're like, brother, you're a prophet. I go, no, no, no. Isn't that the third book in a trilogy? I thought it was part of the I trilogy. Think, I think this is the first book in a new trilogy or series. Okay. Yeah, the original series was written whenever I was a juvenile, basically called uh, right. Eternal Undying Love, The Second Coming, and The Serpent's Cradle. Yes, yep. 
I I remember that. I have those as well. And when Knock puts out a goddamn book, I'll have that too. I've written like eleven books. I've just never published any of them. I don't think I any bought, of them. Are good I enough. bought Ellie's book. I ha- if if anyone in the room has a book, I either have intention of purchasing it when it comes out, or I already have it. You know, I always says somebody like because I'm like my worst own critic, so I I think they suck. Everybody I let read them thinks that they're they're great. Um, so somebody will find it when I'm dead, and there'll be like Spice 50 manuscripts in here. Ooh. You shouldn't. Uh, usually, a good artist is always the most critical of their own work. There, you shouldn't hold back on that. I originally, whenever I wrote the uh, the first three books, I literally wrote it by hand on a notepad, threw it in a suitcase, dropped it in the closet, forgot about it. My wife actually was cleaning up. She found it, and she said, uh, "Honey, wh- what's going on here? What?" what is all this? And I said, that's what I used to write whenever I was growing up in foster care. She goes, well, this is really good. And she went through all the notebooks and showed some of her friends and they started telling me, you need to get this made up. You need to do something with it. I'm like, oh, geez. Beauty's only in the eye of the beholder, though. I put that out in the market. People are going to use it for toilet paper. Are you kidding me? But we got it out there and sold a lot. Or in the the case of Miss Parker, try to portray you as a racist based on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you hear about that, Beckle? Did you hear about what Miss Parker tried to do to me? No, she tried to accuse you of being a racist? Yeah, because in my first first novel, there's a scene where there's these skinheads who are basically giving a bunch of people issues and everything like that, attacking folks, and they're saying what you'd expect skinheads to say, but they get brutally murdered by the, you know, kind of an anti-hero type of character. So she read like the first, what was a chapter on it and said, oh yeah, brought us and that. No, it's a fiction story, you know? I mean, that oh, happened. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're a racist you based on something you wrote when you were literally a kid. Uh, I mean, that ha- <laughs> like my, my hero, Steve. And, and read it out of context, so it didn't read the whole thing, right? Yeah. You know, my hero, Stephen King. And once I became, you, you know, politically aware and I, was, I, I went left and all of that, I, you know, like I, Stephen King writes some horrible shit. Like, and, and you're exactly right. Like, you know, if Stephen King is writing about a racist, just because he's not a racist doesn't mean he, you're not going to read what a racist would say, <laughs> you know? And so like, I was worried about, it. I was like, you know, like, man, you know, like, cause I remember that it had the, the, the scene with the gay dude where Henry Bowers just like tortures the gay person. Right. And the and, scene and, where all the kids yeah. bang each other. Yeah. That scene out of the movies, but like Stephen <laughs> King is one of the most liberal, you know, uh, socially conscious, socially aware people that you're going to meet. Like I was, I, I was relieved and I, you know, I was lucky, like my hero kind of fit my political ideology and I didn't have to worry about all of that. But you know, just because you write a f- fictional story, that doesn't really imply Hardly anything. At, at, I mean, at, almost every writer puts themselves into the story, but like the story around whatever character you had focused, you, you know, that might reflect yourself. You know. It's just one of those ways that uh, mainly uh, predominantly coming from the left, just trying to control people's 
freedom of speech. You know, if you tell a fictional story where even well, the no, bad I mean, both guys, people, both sides do it. I well, mean, if, it, it's if not really the left banning. Well, well, well what's happening though? Right. I mean, even with the you know the you know Huckleberry Finn and stuff and Tom Sawyer writings. I mean, you know, now that's trying to be banned because there's, you know, the language that's used in those books uh, is is you know reflecting you know what the way people used to speak about black people back then. But it's it's not some sort of prescriptive text saying okay this right. is okay to say that this is the descriptive well, it's it's a yeah. story it's usually and now people are trying to cancel it because they're triggered by the n-word or the use of it in a fictional story you know what i mean well, so well, Michael, usually how, how these things work is is one side will bring up certain types of books that they don't like and then the other side brings up the, the books that they don't like right like it happened in texas recently during one of these uh book bannings where like Books referencing like the Bible or about the Bible were, were banned at some point. It's just because both sides want to ban certain types of books. Like my my the way I feel about it is don't ban any book. You know, you know, like, fuck, I read Mein Kampf. It didn't make me a Nazi. You know, like, <laughs> how are you going to understand ideas if you're not exploring them and if you're not looking yeah. at them and, and not reading about them, you know? You guys said mind comp and I and I almost inverted through my back door. If you catch my meaning, like, yeah. uh -oh. <laughs> every time I hear somebody speaking German, that happens too. It must be in my DNA. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like black people with water. Yeah. I always thought that if you're gonna write a story and you really really want to make the hero or the anti-hero whatever you want awesome, you got to make the villains realistic. You got to make exactly. the bad guys as as ignorant as they possibly can. That way Dude. you get joy when they get fucking smashed. Yes, yes. And, and I'm Brett, I'm so glad that you brought that up because you want to know why Disney. Like we were just talking about this the other day. Um, you see this this movie that's coming out, getting ready to come out uh, this week, called uh, uh, the Ant Man, the third Ant Man film, Quantum Mania, and everybody's raving over Jonathan Majors, who's actually a, a tremendous actor. He's a fantastic actor, but he's playing uh, Kang, the Conqueror. You know, a, a very very you know awesome villain. But watch what's going to happen because this character is played by a black man, right? Disney's going to either do one of two things. Either they're not going to make him as fearsome as he ought to be throughout the rest of this phase and the next phase of, of the MCU films, or they're going to make him very gruesome, but then there's going to be a redemptive story at the end of all this. Why? Because there's no way that you can have a black man play the villain. No, King's going to be brutal. Everybody. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Mark my words. You're going to see it. Real quick, Michael, all indication. All we know for sure about Kang is that he won't be on the real, posters real in China. All right, so like, I, I can't hear what, what what'd you say. I said all we know for sure about Kang is that he won't be on the fucking posters in China. That. Was, you know, <laughs> uh, That's right. Yeah, they're, they're, either that or the lightness skin tone. So, well, I, I know you're a DC guy, but I'm more of a Marvel guy. I grew up on Marvel. Who are you talking to? You. All right, so, I'm not a DC guy. All right, so. So Kang is going to be badass. All indication is from from the reviews that the, the pre-reviews of people that have seen the movie is Kang is pretty brutal in this fucking movie. Uh, yeah, but, but Kang, Kang, Kang is a precursor to Doom. Like Kang isn't even the big bad. Like yeah, he's I the know. big bad of Phase Five, but overall, Doctor Doom is. So like Kang is just and, like and a watch. I'm telling you, mark my words, because I, I I I partly agree with what you're saying right now, but mark my words, simply by the fact that he's black. Disney will not allow him to remain a villain. Watch. You're going to see it. He's going to end up becoming 
an anti-hero or an, uh, he's going to have some sort of redemptive uh, scene where he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Captain America. I got to show Veckle this. He'll, he'll think this is funny. Veckle, you know who Alex Jones is, right? Yeah, I love me some Alex Jones. Sorry. Check, check out Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Check oh, out the Alex. Disney guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, watch this clip there, Veckle. You're going to love this. Okay. A demonic world. You loved your father, the devil. You love death more than life. So you go with your father forever. And I know our species is stronger than you and better than you. We're going to beat your ass. Get that through your head. I see you real good, you inhuman, soulless pieces of trash. Yeah, take them on. Let's want to fight. You're gonna get one. <laughs> God damn, demon. Uh, yeah. That's oh that's a, man, that's a clever use of the Doom Eternal trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was some cool editing there. Yeah, almost got me for a minute there. <laughs> you know what would actually be cool is if the next Doom game actually did have Alex Jones playing the voice of the main character. I know, was, right? I that would game love would that. Sound like There's got to be a mod. You know what? We could probably do it all in an afternoon with uh, eleven AI throwing up in my mouth. Right that. Now. I w I would love to hear Alex Jones do a voice for that. Yeah. <laughs> And then he got throwing a little thing. Turn this is for turning the frogs game. You know what? I'm gonna go on 11 AI tonight. I got a premium membership. I'm gonna voice that over. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make Alex Jones say some wild shit and Doom. Never played Doom. You should. It's got infinite replay value because it's never not fun to blow up alien demon things. Yeah. That's the thing is that like with video games is the replay value for me for sixty bucks. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't got electric money. I don't have no <laughs> sixty dollars. Oh, uh, can you do me a favor real quick, Will? As well as TTOR and Jules, can you uh, type something into the main chat so I can make you guys uh, moderators? Okay, uh, uh, I might be able to. Yeah, give me uh, one sec. Raging your moderator. Veckle's a moderator, Adam's a moderator, Tom Walden. Right. Uh, anybody else, don't get jealous or sad. I got to get to know you a little bit better before I get to the power. I just realized I, I had a wrench. Everybody always regrets giving me a wrench sooner or later. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> We're all good here. I'm happy. I've only really abused a wrench once, and that was with Cerberus Hex because Cerberus Hex deserves right. it sometimes. Wait, so, 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 uh, wait, Rage, you were saying that you, so you think that Dr. Doom is going to be the big baddie, right? You don't think in uh, Galactus yeah. or is that going to be the next phase? Well, no, I mean, if they're going to follow the, the, I mean, if they're going to try to stay true to the original content and satisfy the fan base, I mean, they got secret, secret wars going on that's going to lead into, or King Dynasty going on, which is going to lead into secret wars. Um, yeah. And, and that's all Dr. Doom. And I mean, Final Fa uh, Fantastic Four is coming out. I think uh, very beginning of Phase Six. 
So yeah, Doctor yeah. Doom's the Doctor Doom's the big bad overall. I thought Galactus was gonna be the big bad. It was no, in well, I, he'll probably be after Doctor Doom. Maybe in, in phase six, Galactus. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um did you did anybody here see Wakanda Forever? Did anyone besides me think that that movie was super fucking racist? No, Wait a minute, you have permission. Who, who, let you, hey man, who, who gave you permission to go see that movie? I fucking yo ho. Uh, that's all I'll say if, about if, that. If, if, that's yeah, what I, I want to know. Who, who gave you permission to go see that movie? I'm gonna tell you if, if you ain't got no right to go see that movie. You're supposed to go with the black man. If Marvel's smart, they're gonna they're gonna include uh uh, uh Wanda. Uh, I can't remember the name of the storyline, but you can you can, you can put Witch, it in it. Yeah. No, what, no, the storyline. I can't remember the storyline. Oh, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange too. Uh, well, I, she she marries Doctor Doom, and she says <laughs> the words "No more mutants." And the X Men are coming, right? So so yeah, Wanda, because Wanda she's herself, the daughter of my favorite yeah. villain of all time, Wanda's the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe, in my opinion. And she says the words Wait, no you don't think and no Captain more Marvel? Captain oh, Marvel? No, Wanda would crush her. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, would. Wanda, Wanda's, Wanda's right up there with Phoenix in terms of... She's uh, got to think about it. Bam. Yeah, she, that's it. Yeah. They're... Uh, Wanda, they're what do they call her? She's like a sentinel or a guardian or something. She's like she's super fucking over o, OP. She, she's a reality. Ooh. She's a reality Wanda. bender. Where, the Scarlet where, Witch. The Scarlet Witch. Because Scarlet Wanda Witch. always becomes the Scarlet Witch. Isn't technically she's a mutant as well because she's the daughter yeah. of a mutant. Yeah. yeah oh, Magneto's the her dad. She is the daughter of Magneto. That is right, correct. Right. So I don't I don't get why there's so many people that are saying like oh this we're gonna have the MCU's first mutants when actually she's technically the first mutant in the MCU. Yeah, well, the MCU, Quicksilver, well, the Quicksilver MCU fucked it up because they didn't own the X-Men back then. Fox did. So uh, oh, when see, they introduced the Scarlet Witch, they changed her OG story. So now they're trying to slowly get back into it. And and yet, like, they, they, they've implied that mutants have been there all along. Already. I'm really scared, man, because the yeah. Disney, every time they get their fingers on, on something, man, on an IP, man, as, uh, especially the last few years, I'm really worried about what's going to happen but, with Deadpool 3, man. I didn't really like it. Wait, 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 wait. I want to go back to Wakanda Disney forever. Took over Marvel. Yeah, let's go back to Wakanda. Does anybody else think that Wakanda forever was really fucking racist? I I didn't see. I've heard people say that. I let me explain I, to you my theory. Okay, wait, are you talking? Are you talking about the uh, uh, Prince Namor uh, because Namor he's Mexican and he's got a wet back? Yeah. Namor, aka Cole Culkin. Yes. Okay, think about this. Think about this for a minute, okay? It's a bunch of ancient Mesoamerican people who ate some magic fruit, and then thousands of years later, they decided to cr to illegally, <laughs> illegally sneak into a country <laughs> with the most fortified wall in the world by crossing a river. And the bad guy's weakness is if his back gets dried out, he loses out. Let's think about this for a minute. Why do they have to be like that? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, hey, don't forget about Doctor Strange too, right? The one girl who had the ability to cross borders. What was and her name? America Chavez. At the end of the movie, Kulkulkin gets deported. <laughs> Can we talk about how racist this fucking movie is? <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I mean, I didn't see all that, but uh, you know, I'm. Oh, the you movie, should go and and. I watched know, it twice. Put on your eye patch if you have to. Go, go <laughs> watch that movie with that in mind. Now, have a couple of drinks, maybe get some of the zaza if that's what you're into, and watch that with a couple of your friends and just laugh your ass off at how obviously racist that is. Like, people know me. I'm all right with, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the edgy content. But I was watching this going, Disney made this. This isn't isn't like the guys who made, brought to you by the dudes who made Tosca or or Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, this isn't, this isn't, this is Disney. This is oh, and, yeah, they did that. They did that to themselves. Whether whether it was intentional or coincidental, um, they did it to themselves. You know, by you know Are them you trying to in the writers' room when they were punching up the script. But hey, so there's this thing about the what is this about his weakness? Is his back dries out? What is this? <laughs> Nobody sat down and looked at that and went. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good point, man. That's a good point. So you know they're hyper aware because, like, have you seen their writers' room? Like, who their who their 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 team of um, Imagineers are? They, these people uh, all day is all they do is sit down and think about how something could be perceived as racist. Yeah, and they admit they just missed that one. They were, <laughs> They were two seconds away in the movie from calling them the racial slur. But did not what didn't Kugler uh, help with the script or no? Ryan Kugler, the director of the movie. I am unaware of oh, okay. did not. I know this is he directed the first one, so uh and uh you know a lot of stuff is coming out now that the movie's been out for a few months now that uh they wanted to recast, they wanted to have a new actor to play T'Challa. Uh, but they didn't want it, you know. They wanted to. They they took advantage of uh, Chadwick Boseman's death to, uh, in my opinion, to uh, advance the feminist. Well, they knew uh, the King was coming out, so they you remember that film. So oh, they yeah. went, oh well, we can. This is a different enough thing that we can play off of this because it'll hit the zeitgeist. Well, See, they, they, I'm not. I'm not sure about the. I, I never really read Black Panther that much. Uh, I know that there was a female Black Panther, but I. I, I can't. I, yeah, his sister. I, I, I don't. Yeah. But I, well, I don't think it was the same storyline like they structured around. No, no, no this is a completely different story. I haven't actually. But, that, that's like the one Marvel movie I haven't seen yet. Uh, in I, the comics, uh, Black his sister became Black Panther temporarily because T'Challa was in a coma or something like yeah, that. But yeah, then he came yeah. back. And reclaimed throne. Um, so this one here, um, she didn't even feel like she was taking the throne or anything. Like that. I don't see how they don't end up. I mean, they're gonna eventually have to recast the character. I must have missed that. Better. Did ever explain how Black Panther dies in universe? Like he Tell survived. Did they explain in universe how he died? I don't. Well, remember. I mean, all, all comic book characters have like several deaths, dude. Like, <laughs> you oh, know, they I all, know. Were you talking about in the movie, Will? Or what, yeah, what are you I'm talking about, about in the movie because obviously the actor died and they didn't yeah. have him. They they, they didn't say. They, uh, well, spoiler alert movie. for anybody who uh, plans to see the movie, but uh, they just talked about in that racist voice. <laughs> 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 A sickle cell. <laughs> God. Well, guys, oh, are starting to, guys are starting to run up on three hours. Is anybody, any one of you want to open up your own live thing, get the people over there? 
Well, no, I'm, I'm good on that. I got to go to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about maybe streaming it tonight, but I haven't decided yet. Yeah. All right. Well, if getting ready to shut it down, but yeah, I'll be shutting it down here in a little bit. I was just wanting to see if any of you wanted to open up a live thing so you could get some oh, people damn. over there. Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. Ptor, yeah. you want to? Uh, you guys want to promote your channel? Tell people what's a little bit about, and then we'll throw up the ending deal. Alrighty, I will start that party off then. Got <clears throat> to share my magic screen. Let's see. Boink. All right. And then I got my screen. This is where you can find me on YouTube. TTOR, Truth, the Objective Reality. I cover Christian apologetics, young versus old earth creationism, young earth versus atheistic evolution. But I also expose false teachers and heretics. And I cover tech news and tech censorship and a wide variety of different topics related to current events on the Internet. I also have my own YouTube alternative called Quarter. URL is quarter.tv. It's very similar to YouTube in terms of features and functionality, but it's got a few additional ones that YouTube doesn't have, such as uh, video chat rooms where you can do video conferencing and you can also live stream to your channel from them. And there's also something called Quarter Bucks, which you earn by getting views on your uploads. And when you get enough, you can promote your own channel or videos individually on the main page of the site. And in terms of freedom of speech, the terms of service on Quarter is a lot more lax than YouTube. So you can pretty much say and do anything you want as long as it doesn't violate the laws of the land of America, doesn't uh, violate the First Amendment of the United States of America. That's basically it. It's a fun little place I got going for several months now. And anyone in this stream or anyone watching, is more than welcome to join Quarter, and if you're a creator, upload your content there. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm Wilkie Kate. I run the Cone Club cult, three Ks instead of Cs. Uh, it's not what you think. Uh, sometimes I stream over there. Uh, I mostly upload shorts, and they're all pretty funny. So, yup. Yay. I'm an atheist. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, good. I'm I'm an atheist and I talk shit. That's what I do. All right. <laughs> yeah. As for me, um, yeah, I'm a Christian and I talk smack too. Um, mostly do a little bit of apologetics, and uh, also currently working on a, uh, you know, little hobby of a series, animated series, partly animated series. And uh, by the way, looking for voices, too, because the ones in my head I can't use anymore. So if anybody's interested in doing some, uh, you know, coming by and uh, doing a couple reads for a brother so you could be in the scene, uh, you know, highlight me, let me know. You can check me out on my Veku channel as well. And, yeah, uh, and I also like talking about movies, too. So if anybody's got a live stream open up where you want to talk about these kinds of things, movies and TV streaming and all that other stuff. Holla at me. I'd love to join in one of those conversations. Take care. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can do a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can buy us a gift off of Amazon Wishlist, or you can buy one of my books, 
Afterlife Simulation is the newest installment of my novels and written works, or you could buy some of our music and art. Also, I sell merchandise such as t-shirts, mugs, towels, clothes, apparel, anything that your heart desires. God bless.